It is February 7th, 2019. Welcome to Paradox of Civility. I'm your host, Roy Koshi, and happy Black History Month. Um, so, Black History Month of 2019, um, whole lot of racism, um, I guess it's representative of black history in America. It's sort of like if you had a birthday and, uh, we're just gonna, we're gonna beat the shit out of you for your birthday, like that time on the playground when you were in sixth grade. Um, so it's, um, doesn't feel so celebratory right now. I mean, I hope it is. I hope people are celebrating Black History Month because you should. Um, you should be learning all you can. And there's so much about Black History that we haven't really learned. Um, so, um, and I apologize for releasing one of these episodes during this month, but hey, this project has to go on. And I will probably release another episode uh, during this month as well, so apologies in advance. So, um, for those who are turning in, turning in tuning in for the first time uh or you're maybe turning in you're using my voice to fall asleep um and in that case uh have a restful sleep and uh dump your mind out of your brain and um okay sorry i'm, I'm I, I don't know how to coax you to sleep so fuck you i have a trouble i have trouble sleeping too so it's called life you fucking asshole what you think you don't think i have pro okay sorry oh i'm getting off track here again okay so um Anyways, um, for those who are listening to this podcast for the first time, um, what this is, is me, Roy Koshi, revisiting an online radio show I did back in 2012 and 2013 called The Hate Project. Um, this was an online live radio show on TalkShoe in which I tried to explore hate. I tried to explore the sources and reasons for why people hate each other, and I invited anyone to call in anonymously. And I was actually hoping to get actual hateful people belonging to hate groups or just hateful independently, freelance on their own, uh, to really just get to, um, you know, just to understand them better. And um, that did work out. So if you've been listening thus far, you know that I've had a resident Klansman calling in. He goes by the name Dragon1488. That's his handle. Um, and then I had a neo-Nazi, a national socialist uh, movement member named Edward McBride. He calls himself Commander McBride. Um, he called in a few times. And in the previous episode, um, because the show was not only taking, it wasn't just a live call-in show, I had a chat room that was going the whole time. Um, I would often deal with the chat room, comments in the chat room, and then the live calls. And it was always hard because people in the chat room would talk shit, they'd write hate speech, and around this time, uh, this is episode 22 of The Hate Project that we're going to be revisiting today. It originally aired on February 25th, 2013. Um, so the chat room was overwhelming. And if you listen to the previous Paradox of Civility episode, um, I had a meltdown. when I, it, That last episode had Hate Project episode 21 on it. And I had a meltdown on that show. Uh, go back and listen to it because somebody started accusing me of being a secret neo-Nazi because essentially they thought I was just giving a platform for, the, for these hate mongers. Um, so 
on this episode that we're going to be visiting, um, I turned off the chat room and I only allowed calls. Um, this episode would not have dispelled me giving hate mongers a platform. And again, I'm sorry about that. Um, wasn't my intention. I really thought my, my uh, intentions were altruistic, but um, it didn't work out that way. So um, I turned off the chat room. I only allowed live calls. And so what you're going to hear on this episode, uh, the entire episode, uh, I'm talking to Dragon1488, the Klansman, and Commander Edward McBride. Not really a commander of anything except for Nazism. So, the three of us are on this call together. Okay. Later on, the African-American sports host, Naj Radio, who's been a regular caller at this point. Really, really intelligent guy. Great at addressing like the, system the systemic uh, issues of racism, the institutional issues of racism in our history. Beyond just these individual idiots who are spewing ignorant shit and hate language. Um, he calls in later on, and he gets into it a little bit with Dragon and Commander McBride. And then uh, nearing the end of the episode, um, actually not nearing the end of the episode, but even like halfway through and through the through the end of the episode, I get a bunch of prank calls from people making soundboards or having Siri, the voice, the iPhone voice Siri, call in and talk shit to me, telling me to turn the chat back on. And then I have a guy named Patrick Wang, Wang. He's kind of like a troll guy who likes to troll white nationalists as well. I'm not sure where he's coming from, but he calls in and um, he talks for a little bit. And Commander McBride, at certain points, uses violent imagery in this show. Um, he doesn't actually directly threaten anyone, but he implicates a threat. He uses... Um, I'll play you a couple clips right now, actually. So, um, he uses imagery, he uses language in a way that's meant to intimidate, meant to shock, but he doesn't directly, um, trying to be really clever, he doesn't really directly threaten anyone. I've been real ripping generous with you. Are you trying to what soundboard, of like, that? off of, like, a fucking, like, Casio Hello, what do you think player? of that? Huh? Hello? Yeah, I can tell you what I'm thinking about. It starts with a bullet. Well, I'd like Sounds to know like... why two NSM members are dominating all the time when you should have something like this on. <laughs> okay, guest number 17. Can you can you contribute to the conversation, please? Well, uh, so much for civility there. Um. So yes, he didn't say he didn't threaten a particular action, but we feel like we're not having a civil dialogue or a debate, right? If you think I'm crazy, you can email me on that one. So let me play you, uh, this happens later in the show, Patrick Wang, who I mentioned before, um, he sent me an email during this broadcast, and he asked me to read it, and this addresses uh, McBride's bullet comment, and he also basically advocates for me to turn the chat room back on because of people like McBride. Here you go. So this email, I'm not going to say who this is from. It says, hey, anonymous McDiarrhea, I understand why you decided to block the chat. You receive a lot of trolls, and you feel it distracts and takes away from your show. However, though it's easy for you to say that we can call in anonymously, it's not as easy as you may imagine. For one, when you have violent, dangerous people like Commander McBride on the phone, you don't feel comfortable calling in. 
For example, when that anonymous caller called in, McBride threatened to use a bullet on that caller. That's not a joke. No, it Second, didn't. No, it didn't. Hang on a second. Let me read the whole email, and then you can, you can talk about it. Second, sometimes it's not easy to state everything you have to say on the phone. Sometimes things are so personal that one just doesn't feel comfortable voicing it. It's easier to chat anonymously. Furthermore, a few people don't have access to a phone or don't want to use their minutes, especially if they have a lot to say. I feel like you should open up the chat. Just immediately block the trollers or people who are very distracting. It's your fault that you let Schwartz get into your skin. You should have blocked him in the beginning. Your temper tantrum with Schwartz last Monday made you look unprofessional. Don't punish everyone because you can't handle the chat. Uh, the overwhelming majority of talk show radio shows do have the chat open. They just block the nonsensical people and strike a balance between the chat and the phone. Cheers. Okay, well... So yeah, I kept my own identity anonymous, and I would use um, wacky, comedic pseudonyms for each episode that I would host. And so Patrick was referring to me being anonymous, and then... Mixing that up with uh, one of my uh, personas named uh, Abortion McDiarrhea, who was a 2012 presidential candidate who couldn't understand why he didn't get any votes. So um, after that moment, uh, McBride tries to basically justify his bullet comment, saying that it wasn't meant to be a threat and, you know, that we're all overreacting. Um, and then he follows it up a little bit later with this comment. So hang on. Well, you guys should be You like flattered. to slap it? You like to slap it? Not well, I can tell you my feelings on it, and I'll sum it up in three words. Zy, con, B. Is this another bad thing? Come on, dude. What, what is, like what is that? Very, very bad. What's that do? Zy, con, B is what you use to kill pets. Bugs. Look it up. It's the most commonly used pesticide. Zyklon B. In the United that's States. what they kill uh, the, the the Jews. You don't like the Jews, no. Well, then hey, it's got dual purpose, so it's win-win. Oh, so this is nearing the end of the show, and I have a few different people on the phone: uh, Dragon, McBride, Naj Radio, and a few prank callers. Like there's a Australian person on there, um, and then this guy that you hear the sort of weird French voice. That's a prank call that McBride is responding to. And um, this is what is infuriating. Um, he uses this term, Zyklon B, which was a chemical used to kill Jews in the concentration camps. And then he just acts like, oh, I'm just talking about rat poison. And that's what you made me think of. I just thought of rat poison for no fucking reason. Even though we've been talking about, I've been allowing him to spout, spout his like ideology and denying the holocaust and all that stuff and um but it's just it's weird cowardice it's like when richard spencer was caught doing the nazi salute after the trump uh presidency win in november 2016 and he called it the Ro oh we were doing the roman salute that's so fucking cowardly and these guys they think they're being clever and it's like it's sort of like basically putting it out there, making you connect the dots, and then saying, I didn't do anything. Um, it's it's very infuriating. Um, I admit that I didn't catch uh, Zyklon B as the name of the chemical. I didn't know that it, that was the name of it. I had to research that later. So that's why I kind of have a more tepid reaction. Um also, um, I know this is not the, the important part, but that's not three fucking words. Zyklon B. It's just three syllables. 
Okay, but there's no use in arguing with a Nazi over um, semantics there. Okay, so, um, anyways, um, just full disclosure and my own reflection, because that's part of this current podcast that you're listening to right now. Um, so I closed out the chat, and I was just stuck with these two voices, Dragon and McBride. And um, Naj Radio does a lot of the heavy lifting in challenging their viewpoints. I do a little bit of it. I do challenge them throughout the episode at times, but I will say this. I feel like I'm way too polite to them. I allow their mean-spirited humor to go unchecked. Like Dragon, I identifies having a sense of humor in previous episodes, and I try to encourage that in him. Like, oh, you're a funny person. Maybe don't, maybe get out of the clan and try and do comedy. Uh, the people you meet in comedy aren't so bad. There's a lot of different people, you know, this this kind of shit. But um, I allow a lot of stuff on here, and I'm way too accommodating. And um, in fact, um, Patrick Wang, again, you know, I don't know where this person's coming from, but I feel like this email was not uh, inaccurate. Let me just share the email he sent to me after the show was over. So Patrick writes... I would also like to mention something else. Tonight's show seemed more like a show supporting white nationalism than a show exploring hate. You had Commander McBride and the KKK member Dragon throughout and they continued to be offensive and inappropriate throughout the show and you let them do it because you needed them there as guests. When McBride said your caller Paul sounded like a mongoloid, you didn't say anything. It was obvious to everyone that he was being insulting and that bullet comment was over the top. That was a clear threat of violence and you should have removed McBride from the show immediately after he made that threat. Honestly, it seemed like McBride and Dragon were two close buddies of yours and they could pretty much say whatever they want. If you had removed McBride after that bullet comment, he wouldn't have had the opportunity to mention that despicable statement on Zyklon B. Zyklon B is infamous for being used by Nazis to kill thousands of Jews in the gas chambers. When McBride, a Nazi, said that word, it could only mean one thing, and it was a clear threat to yet another caller. Do you really expect any person who honestly wanted to talk about hate to call in that kind of environment? Hence, you created an environment that was pro-white supremacy and that stifled any opposition. Callers who wanted to speak against racism were scared of being in a conversation with someone like McBride, so except for a few trolls, no one called in. Instead, it was just you allowing McBride and Dragon to host a two-hour radio advertisement for white supremacy. Okay, this email's not entirely unfair, and, um, you know, you'll hear the episode, um, and maybe you'll agree, maybe you'll disagree, but I will warn you that there's a whole lot of hate language and hate speech, and, um, yeah, violent language as well, um, and McBride uh, talks about certain interactions that he's had where he gets off on intimidating uh, a Jewish person, um, and um, there's a lot of stuff that he shares. I We talk about some issues like um, this guy named Richard Schmidt back in 2013 trying to plot an attack on an NAACP leader in Detroit. Um, and so I'll share some uh, links for references that uh, we discussed throughout the episode. Um, there's also another story that we talk about um, with um, this guy named Joe ricky hundley who slapped a half black baby on an airplane uh that's a weird story um so um yeah this was not a success and i feel like i was in a bind at this moment like i was either just if i had the chat room on i just allowed people to type hate speech 
And when I turned it off, I just allowed these two guys to basically, um, you know, they just had a platform all to themselves. So, um, with the exception of Naj Radio calling in. So, this wasn't so much of a success. Now, Patrick, um, he does call in the week afterwards, and I'll play that next on the next episode. And Patrick also lined up uh, this person named uh, Corey Liu, who left the neo-Nazi movement. She used to go by the name Axis Sally, and I have a great interview with her. So I just, I urge you, if you subscribe to this podcast, even if you don't listen to every single one of them, please listen to that one when I release it. I hope to do it in the next few weeks. I promise it's a great, great interview. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, uh, 2019. I mentioned, uh, this year's Black History Month's been a lot of racism, a lot of terribleness. Uh, Jussie Smollett, uh, the star of Empire, he's, uh, black and gay. He was a victim of a hate crime in Chicago, not even on the outskirts of Chicago. He was a victim of a hate crime in Chicago. Uh, somebody called him two men, two white men, uh, you know, accosted him and said, aren't you that nigger faggot from uh, Empire? And they splashed bleach on him and put a noose around his neck. Um, really frightening. And you had a lot of right-wing voices uh, doubting Jesse Smollett's uh, account of this. They were saying, well, you know, um, basically, uh, you know, uh, it was cold and he, was, he must have been bundled up. You know, just the same old stuff. And, and it's not that far off from guys like McBride denying that the Holocaust happened, yet actually advocating for that sort of violence against a group of people. Now this attack actually happened on January 28th, uh, 2019. Um, so I guess it was just a, you know, a pregame for recreating the oppression that African Americans have felt in this country for 2019's Black History Month. I don't know. Then in uh, Virginia, I don't know what's in the water there. Oh, it's racism. Um, and I don't know why I'm surprised about that, actually, because that's been in the water in America for a long time. Democratic Governor Ralph Northam was caught um, his medical school yearbook. Not high school, not junior high, not even college medical school. Um, in his yearbook page, he had a picture of somebody in a Klan outfit and somebody in blackface standing next to each other. He wasn't sure which one was which. He kind of, uh, you know, was iffy about how he was involved in that, but then he uh, talked about dressing up like Michael Jackson in blackface. And then um, after that, um, you know, uh, the second in command, the lieutenant governor, uh, Justin Fairfax, he was accused of a sexual assault uh, from 2004, so now he's in trouble. And then the third guy in line for um, the governorship of Virginia is Mark R. Herring. Mark R. Herring just came clean and said that he dressed in blackface during college as well. Um, this is not that long ago, folks. But, um, you know, uh, basically, basically everyone, I don't know if these guys are just all trying to get out of a job, but um, no, it's, it's all terrible. And so just, um, you know, racism was not solved. And I do address this a few times in the hate project, and I think I might address it in this episode as well. Um, we learn about African-American history, uh, it's two, two, uh, avenues, slavery and Martin Luther King. Slavery was bad. And then Martin Luther King saved it all. Now we're good. We're clearly not good. If people are still dressing up in blackface and they don't understand why that's hurtful and triggering to people. So, um, that's what's going on right now. And then Liam Neeson, uh, came out, he revealed this story about how, um, 
A friend of his was raped. She revealed that it was a black person who raped her, and so he grabbed a weapon and was just prowling the streets looking for a black person to beat to death because he was so angry. Now, um, I prefer, and I've said this before, I prefer white people actually admitting to their own racism and their own racist feelings versus virtue signaling and saying the right things and using the right hashtags and performing at being a good ally versus actually being a good ally. But yeah, that one just left a shitty taste in my mouth because here's the thing. Liam Neeson was saying this uh, in response to like what inspires him to play characters who are driven by revenge. And he revealed this real story about when he was really driven by revenge. And turns out um, he was motivated by racism too. And so it's like, it's a little weird that Liam Neeson keeps doing the same film over and over again where he's seeking revenge. I can't tell if he's reliving like, what if I really... Here's another chance for me to like actually uh, make that attack happen, but in a politically correct, sanitized way. Um, and yeah, I mean, I usually would applaud someone for saying like, yes, I used to do this. I mean, they're, neo, they're former neo-Nazis. Again, Corey Liu, who you're going to hear later on. Uh, and then you have people like Life After, like the Life After Hate group, uh, Christian Piccioloni and his other founders. They've admitted to wrongdoing, and they, but they reckon with it, you know? They try to do better. But this Liam Neeson thing really fucking bothers me because there are a lot of Liam Neesons out there who, even if they don't have a friend who is raped by a black person, they hear a lot of bad shit about black people. And um, they want to cause violence. And some of these people make it to positions of power. Like, I have not gotten into this on this podcast about police brutality and the racial elements of police brutality in this country. I will one of these days, um, but I just um, have been trying to keep, uh, you know, current events uh, and how they mirror these former episodes that you are like listening to on this podcast. So um, on the better side, on a nicer side, because Dragon kept on repeating this myth that black people have not contributed anything to America or to civilization, to modern civilization at large, I was always forced to uh, research black invention and black inventors. And I mentioned a few on previous podcasts. And then because this particular hate project episode was uh, taped or aired actually in February of 2013, I made a point to always list um, black inventors in Black History Month. So in this episode, I talked about... Uh, let's see, Louis Latimer, Valerie Thomas, and Lonnie T. Johnson. I will include links for you to read up on them in the description, and I urge you to read up on them, and I urge you to research and learn about other African-American inventors, um, especially during this month. Take, take the opportunity to do so, and... This brings me to another thing I learned from doing this show, The Hate Project. Um, our education system, like I was mentioning, just it just doesn't do a good enough job. Uh, because I remember like when Dragon brought this uh, dumbass theme up that blacks haven't contributed anything. Um, I knew that it was wrong. I intellectually knew that it was wrong. But it was like always hard to kind of grasp at like, oh, wait, um, who can I name? Who can I cite? It was always hard because... Basically, like, these inventors that I mentioned, um, and a lot of other African-American inventors, 
they have developed technology they've they've developed processes technologies that we just take for granted that make our lives easier that we could not imagine life without so um it's pretty incredible that we don't celebrate them that this country does not educate everybody about this now when i bring up these inventions on this episode you'll hear it uh mcbride blows it off he says that well the negatives outweigh the positives meaning everybody in the african-american race uh the negatives outweigh the positives and he throws out you know the same old stereotypes that black people love their welfare and their drugs and stuff like that basically you know they keep saying that black people are savages that they're criminals and at one point in this episode you'll hear it i ask mcbride you know um why doesn't he maybe leave the country to find a white homeland and he says that he'd love to but he's actually on probation for violating his ex-wife's restraining order so um projecting his own criminality onto another group of people so um and then naj radio makes a good point that i might be wasting i am wasting my time uh trying to bring facts and logic and share information about inventions with these two gentlemen because they're already uh determined to hate and um when i just try to bring facts and logic um, i'm stooping down to their level i'm basically sinking into their bullshit versus elevating anybody and Honestly, I used to be, again, altruistic about um, dialogue, about reaching people that, like, if we just talk to each other, we can understand each other. In some cases, I know that that's probably true, but um, nobody owes these guys that. And often, if you have an ideology of death, of genocide, of a hierarchy where you are on top and other people, you, your position is at the top of the food chain built on the blood of other groups of people you know what um often it is a waste of time doing that so um yeah again this is a project that i may have failed because it just i gave people a platform to spew their nonsense and i was taken advantage of often in trying to have a dialogue or maybe I just suck at having a dialogue and uh, maybe I should have given my real name. Maybe I should have shown my face and I'm a person of color who's a human talking to you. I didn't do that either, um, but I don't know anymore. So anyways, if you have any insights, if you have any thoughts, my email is in the description. So please email me at paradoxofcivility at gmail.com. Okay, here's the episode, The Hate Project, episode 22 in its entirety. Recorded live. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Who? Who? Hey, project. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The hate project. Using some music that I have no rights to. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the hate project. Oh, I did not turn off this music. Well, guys, it's another Monday night, and it's another exploration of hate. What is The Hate Project? It is a show about hate. It is a show exploring the sources and reasons for why people hate each other, why they may hate each other for cultural reasons, racial reasons, gender-related reasons, sexual orientation reasons, 
Why do people hate each other on a personal level? I don't know. It's just shining a light, man. Shining a light. Well, guys, I am your host. My name is T Hate Project. I'm the main host back after a long spell of being away. Um, you know, you guys ask me, you know, I'm sure you're thinking, that's your real name, T Hate Project? Yes, my first name is Terrence. My middle name is Hathanielonius. So people call me Hate for short. And my last name is Project, son of Brenda and Franklin Project. Okay, well, um, tonight we are doing something a little different. I have been listening to the archives of this show, and boy, are they painful to listen to. Uh, there are these three-hour marathon shows, uh, and gentlemen callers here, uh, hang tight. I'm just going to explain some stuff, and uh, just, just hang tight for a moment. One hour of the show is usually dedicated to the host dealing with people in the chat room. The second hour is the host complaining about how his chat is stuck. It doesn't make for a good show. And basically, it's weird to listen to like somebody... It's almost like listening to somebody go through YouTube comments and start arguing with each one. It's, it's, it doesn't make for a good show, really. And there was, it was not adding anything. All right? Um, so we have a lot to get to, but I'm going to take these calls here. Uh, hold on, guys. Dragon, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Commander McBride, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Commander McBride? Yeah, I'm here. You sound different today. That's because I have my phone on speaker. Okay. How's it going? What's on your it's mind It's going tonight? good. Okay. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, no, I just figured I'd call in and listen to see, uh, see what this show is going to be about. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see if my fan club stalks me on here as they've been doing for uh, quite some time now. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure your, your chat box is going to get lit up like a Christmas tree in December. Um, and, and, and mutually beneficial. It's gonna be, this is going to be beneficial for both of us because you're going to get a shitload of ratings and you're going to get a, a lot of stuff um, that's going to happen on your show tonight. Um, that you, some of it you're going to find funny and some of it you're going to be scratching your head going, God, who dedicates their life to doing this kind of stupid shit. So, well, it's, Commander, you know that I'm blocking, I'm blocking chat for tonight, right? You know that. Oh, well, then even better. Then they'll have to chime in by phone. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> so, Commander McBride, I'll get to you in a second, Dragon. Um, Commander McBride, um, you are a member of the NSFM. Can you tell us what that is again? It's the National Socialist Front Movement. Is that right? Uh, yeah, the National Socialist Freedom Movement. National Socialist Freedom Movement, which is a neo-Nazi organization, correct? Yes. Okay, and you are also a pagan. Yes. I'm just get, I'm catching everybody up um, for those who may be tuning in uh, to begin with. Um, did you? I, I just have to ask you something. You left a review on my on my page. Did you happen to notice that I took it down and wrote a response to it? Yeah, I, I figured that. I haven't had a chance to look at it uh, just because uh, I've had a hectic work week. It's okay. Um, well, basically. I'll, I'll put it. Th- I'll put it this way. Basically, uh, Commander McBride he left a review on my page, my talk shoe page here, and it just it just gave his website. All right. So here's why I took it down. I wrote this in my response. Um, I'm cool with you writing a review of the show, even if it's a piss poor review. If you hate the show, you can give it zero stars and say it's the worst thing ever. But this show, while it's an exploration of of different um, ways in which people may hate or feel contempt for each other. 
it's not an advertisement for anybody. So I can't really have people advertising on my little review section there. So, but I mean, I also wrote this in a review, Mr. McBride. You're welcome to call back in any time, but this show is in no way meant to be some sort of promotion or endorsement of any of this stuff. It's meant to be an exploration. Oh, no, I so, understand. Okay. I just wanted to, wanted to look into that. Dragon1488, uh, you mentioned last week that you were, you were out of the show, man. You were, you were going to be done with the hate project. What's up? No, you said it was. I said it, it was coming on too late, and you said that you would change the time to ten thirty. Okay, I thought you. I thought you really didn't like the show on, anymore. I'll stay on. Uh, well, I was just kind of getting pissed off last week because you were you were, you know, more interested in what was going on in the chat room. You know, sitting there playing with the trolls. You know, instead, right. of, instead of paying attention to what the show was about. Okay. And they will, oh, well. you, know, you know, and they'll get on there, and that's all they do. You know, that's all they do is want to screw the show up. Well, uh, as you've noticed, I have blocked the chat for everybody tonight. Um, sorry, McBride, I got to do that for you too. Oh, never mind. It already was. So that's all. Well, guys, uh, let's see what we got here. I wanted to talk about some stuff here. Let's see. I'm sure you're enjoying Black History Month. Um, congratulations. <laughs> Black History Month? I didn't even know it. Oh, yeah, every February, man. Come on, you knew that. No, I actually didn't. I mean, I knew that there was a Black History Month, but I didn't know the time. Okay. Don't pay attention to none of that stupid shit. So um, I have a question. Um, I, I was reading this story this past week about uh, this neo-Nazi with guns, um, he was a neo-Nazi sympathizer who was arrested after he was discovered with an arsenal of assault rifles and other weapons. And uh, it says that he was um, he was planning to kill some community leaders, or, or he like had maps of their um, of, of basically like the the homes of community leaders. And there were plans basically. His name is uh, let's see, his name is Richard Schmidt. All right, and so. Um, Let's see what we got here. Basically, it said that he had maps of how this guy went to work and came back home and stuff like that. Now, Dragon, I mean, you've, you've mentioned it's, – it's the leader of, a, of the Detroit NAACP. You've mentioned that um, you don't support violence, and you know, I'm taking you at your word. What do you think motivates somebody to just go from being a neo-Nazi sympathizer to actually taking action against this guy that he doesn't even know and really at the end of the day has no impact on his life? I don't know because I don't know the guy personally. The well, I, I guess like. Some motive. But it's like this guy is like basically the president of the Detroit NAACP, and um, it's it's basically like at the end of the day, like while this guy may not like him, like the NAACP has no effect on this dude's life. He, I mean, they're not going to break up any neo-Nazi organizations at all. I'm just trying to figure out – I'm just posing this question, and Commander McBride, feel free to weigh in on this, because I know that you said that you don't support violent action. Yeah. Um, well, no, there's, uh, there's uh, quite a few answers that I can give you. I mean, one, uh, for a lot of people today, they feel that the time for talk is over, and the only way to effectively getting kind of change done is through a more direct, hands-on means. Um, so there, there's that method. Um, but you know, as far as you know, the NAACP, you know, having no effect on him, I, I say I say it's the opposite. Um, although they might not, you know, make a big deal and attack him and ruin any group per se, what they do do and they specialize in, especially with, is psychological terrorism. 
um, the effect that it's going to cause on people who have known him, uh, the family, everything on the home front. And as far as this man owning guns, I've read some details about this, and um, <clears throat> they were concerned because he had a uh, criminal background with a felony, um, yeah. and he had these weapons. Now, what I find odd is, okay, well, the guy had felony in his background for whatever it might be. Um, I think it was uh, premeditated manslaughter or something. Right. And uh, he he has guns. Now, if I was his attorney, I would argue, well, the fact that I have guns is irrelevant. What you should be looking into is the people I bought them from and why they approved the paperwork on my purchases. I have the permits to own them. It's not my fault that the system fucked up. Right. And as far as motive goes, what motive? The guy owns a, a – he, he does a gun shop. You know, uh, hunting goods. Well, what do hunting goods in, involve in? Guns. Now, for the more you know, powerful ones like assault weapons – well, naturally, you're going to set those aside for, you know, like say if you have a special collection, you know, weapons that you like. You know, much like people, you know, with coins or stamps. You know, they have collections. People have gun collections. Um, sometimes they, they, they buy these guns and then they sell them, um, you know, to other people for, you know, highest bid. Or sometimes it's just for whatever. You know, they go to a shooting range or something. So they sit there and make a big deal out of it. I mean, it's... It's really no big deal. I mean, the guy had the paperwork for it, so did he break any laws? No. All they have is speculation as far as what his intent was. Right. Well, let's see. It says that there's some notebooks uh, including information about members of Reverend Wendell Anthony, who's the president of the Detroit NAACP. It included information about members of Anthony's family as well as distances between his home, office, and his church. Um, so, I mean, it's like... <clears throat> that that doesn't. I mean, I, I I have a hard time believing that he was not well, planning on doing something. I do find it a little weird though, because it sounds like somebody somewhere has been listening to some of the stuff I've been saying. Because I, I I've said for times, and I, by no no means advocating anything, just you know speculation, you know theory, basically, and, and it's just theoretical thought. And I I tell people from time to time, you know, can you imagine what would happen? If, you know, people like ourselves, you know, who are more hands-on, you know, through di direct action, um, would stop attacking, you know, the random black guy on the street, the average Mexican Joe Blow, and actually go after, you know, the big, the big fish, you know, people like Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, Morris Dees, you know, things like that. You know, do something that would really send tremors uh, down these, these, these uh, obviously anti-white uh, groups, um, it, the, 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 the terrorism that that would cause on a psychological uh, level uh, would, would be something that nobody could dismiss because it, it goes, you know, it's like I've been saying, you know, that old, the old law, you know, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. You know, if these people, you know, who have obviously been getting away with crimes far worse than, I don't know, you know, an average assault uh, like we've done in the past, not our group specifically, but if they can get away with it, Wait, what? what? Can, I, can, I, can I say something real quick, Commander? Yeah. Uh, you're, you're being too nice when you refer to them as people. <laughs> yeah. You, you can go ahead. You can go ahead. Well, no, it's, you know, these, these Neanderthals, if you want to classify them as that, um, you know, they, they, they've shown throughout history, especially in this country, and over the last couple of years, that that's what they, in fact, are, Neanderthals, primitive with primitive needs and basic wants. I mean, but, the, the Negro has always been happy with his, his drugs, his women, and his violence. It, it's in their nature. I mean, you look at their own country, for Christ's sake. It's a toilet. It needs to be flushed. 
But what, yeah, what, but, is, what, but you're mentioning leaders like Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson, and you're calling them criminals. What have they done wrong? Well, what have they done wrong? Uh, you know, like the Bill Clinton scandal, my, how people forget. There's been multiple times uh, throughout the years um, that Al Sharpton has made claims against a specific group or a specific group of people or an individual, and then, and then it come to find out his, his accusations um, were complete false and bullshit. There was uh, one time, I can't remember – uh, the name of the people, uh, I, I'd have to research this too, shit. Um, but this right here is just, uh, yeah, I'm just going to put it out there and let, it, let somebody try and find it because I'm not in front of a computer. Uh, but there was a, a time, uh, what was it, when uh, Al Sharpton cried uh, racism uh, when, uh, quote, a black teenager uh, was physically assaulted and then sexually assaulted by a white male. Um, come to find out after the investigation and everything was done um, that the accusations made uh, were false. It was just it was just bullshit. I mean, here lately, you've, you've, Jesse Jackson has lashed out towards an Irish family um, in New York City for receiving aid, cash assistance uh, from Ireland uh, to help them through you know the economic troubles that everybody's in. And he call he call he attacks them. He attacks them. Now I I would argue if if this coon uh, and his people well, in this country were to get aid from Africa, oh, it'd be okay. Well, I mean, when you say attack, I mean, is he just like saying that they shouldn't get it? Because that's no, not a crime. No, I mean, he's slandering them across the board. On it's a free country. He can say whatever possible. he wants, though. He can say whatever he wants. It's a free country, and they can say something back to him. I don't, I don't see how that's a crime. No, but it's, 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 if you're going to go after somebody, go after somebody for the right reasons, not to just get your name in the tabloids. Look, I agree with you on that, but, like, I mean, there, I, I don't, I'm still lost on what, what the law what, what the crime is exactly like he's saying something he's he well, might be in the wrong but like he's saying defamation something of character. Back to him. that's what it's called defamation of character and it is illegal and you can be sued so they should sue him then well i'm sure they're already taking steps to do so but why announce it well right? i mean I, I guess like i mean to me while this is inappropriate behavior while it's it's behavior that i would not like to emulate i mean to say these men deserve to die for this, I, I can't get behind that. No, no. Go to go to the Department of Justice um, and look up their uh, their statistics for black on white crime, and there's your deserving right there. The, the proof is in the pudding. It's all in black and white. The figures don't lie. I was looking lie. at the, I was looking at the Bureau of Justice uh, some some crime statistics from over the last decade or so. Um, I have noticed uh, that black crime and white crime are almost almost exactly the same, running exactly like parallel to each other. There's like a difference of like 6% maybe, but it, it's almost exactly the same. From, from well, there's I, a reason for that. Because uh, when, when those people, you know, attack anybody, you know, any white person for that matter, um, it's not reported as a hate crime. It's reported as assault. So it doesn't get put on that category as black-on-white crime. Because if it was black-on-white crime, then it would be investigated as a hate crime. And the only people that truly get investigated for any kind of hate crime in this country are white people. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I will say this, and I said this on a, on a previous show. If you like, Yeah, you shouldn't be exempt from being charged with a hate crime. And somebody, another case in New York City, actually, a Hispanic woman pushed an Indian man into the subway, and she's being charged. She's not white. She's being charged with a hate crime. Well, that's because there were too many eyewitnesses, and it was a public deal. You yeah, see what I'm saying? Right. It's not an isolated incident to where, say, for example, 
um, you're, it's being seen on a security camera from a, from a distance. You know, there are things that you can't see on that, that footage because you're not there. So they've got statements. They've got witnesses. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Hell, they could subpoena everybody who was there to appear in court and testify. You see what I'm saying? So in, for them not, if they didn't you know, pursue it as a hate crime, the, the outcry and backlash of that would be far greater than anything. So they have no choice but to do it because now it's, oh, shit, it's in the open. There's nothing we can do. We can't deny it. We can't play it down. We can't make it into something that say, oh, well, it's not this. It was over this. It was just an argument. It's not a hate crime. No, they can't do that. So they have to pursue it. Well, um, give me uh, Commander McBride, a non-member. I see that you're on the on the phone. Just give me a second here, and I'll I'll get you. Um, I never really talked to you about this, uh, Commander McBride. How does um, how does your family feel about? Are your family were you raised this way, or does your family like what you do, or do they share the same values? Don't no, give no, me any information I, I about was, your family. I was never raised uh, around this. I was never taught anything about this. I have the only the only thing I have as far as this would go in my family is on my mother's side. Uh, her my grandfather on my mother's side fought for the Six SS Panzer Corps in the Eastern Front. Um, on my dad's side, uh, my grandfather fought uh, for the Americans in World War Two. So so that's that's Whoa. the extent of that. Yeah yeah, you talk about two opposing views, right? Um, Did they fight a lot? Like, how how that? Like, what was that like? Jeez. <laughs> well, let's just say the reunions uh, were definitely interesting. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, yeah. So, they're, so my family, you know, doesn't support what I do. They don't justify what I do, and they certainly don't make excuses for me. They tell anybody who who's read something about me or, you know, confronts them and says, oh, well, you know, is this your son? They tell them the same thing. I'm going to tell you. He's an adult. He makes his own decisions. He makes his own bed. He's going to have to lay in it. We don't have to like him. We don't have to respect what he's doing, but he's our son, and we're going to love him regardless. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Commander McBride, let me, let, me, uh, let me just take this call real quick. Uh, hold yep. on. Non-member, are you there? Uh, yeah, why the hell is everyone in chat block? Well, I explained this at the very beginning of the show, is that uh, – it was really ruining the show. Um, the host, every, like, uh, you know, I've listened to the archives of the show, and, like, a good hour of the show is, like, the host just arguing with people in the chat, and then the host fucking, uh, like, complaining that the chat is not caught up, and it really ruined the show, and the show's meant to be actually an honest dialogue, and we've allowed people to call in here anonymously to have an honest dialogue about their feelings and express themselves. You can be, you know what I mean? And like, if, if you just type in the chat, you can just type in anything you want in the chat, and who gives a shit? You don't have to be held accountable for it, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, uh, at least, like, only, if you talk about it... What's that? That's the only reason I tune in. That's the only reason you tune in? I'm sorry, buddy. Well, you know, there's other... You can go on, like... There's other forums you can write on. You do know that, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's not so hopeless. Yeah, but I just you're just denying the free speech there. No, I'm not. This this is the if you had the chat on, he'd be trolling on the fucking chat. All he's doing is trolling on the goddamn phone. Or I could tell you what he'd That's be all doing. He's fucking doing. This is what he would be doing, just like every single show I seem to get on, including my own that I host. I always get some okay. idiot 
uh, chimes in and wants to play a lovely masterpiece that they especially designed for myself. It's, it's a catchy song, and it's funny as shit. And so every time these, these ass wipes uh, come on to whatever form or even my program and air this song, I let it play. And then after, before the show's over, I re-air it again and say, come on, everybody, because if these people got this much time to dedicate to this much bullshit, then this just shows, god damn, Americans in general are fucking lazy and stupid. Okay, well, yeah. So, non-member, what, what's your what's your deal? Like, what, what, like, what? Why are you calling in? Or, like, what, what's a, what is it about well, the show just, that speaks I just to you? I'm calling to complain. I just reckon uh, you should un- unblock. Do you, it do you have anything home. to say about what we've been talking about so far? Well, not really. I can't really get into the show if I'm not um, if the chat's blocked. All right. Well, it's not. It's, I'm not blocking your free speech. You can find other places to chat. You can find other places to write dumbass but comments I'm not speaking on the internet. For everyone. I'm pretty much speaking for everyone. Okay. Well. Well, you've been exposed for what you truly are, and we all know what you would do if the chat was open. You'd make a mockery, a big skeptical, and like and like the host said, the fucking show would be ruined. You know, there there are other online shows at this time that you guys could take your fucking shenanigans to. How about you do that? Because I know what you're doing. Yeah. I've dealt with people like you. You're on the call trying to talk to host and persuade him into reopening the chat, hoping that he's going to fall for it. But it yeah. seems like the host is sticking to his guns, pal. So, as they say in Britain, jog on. <laughs> right. Well, he's hung <laughs> Get up. Get the he's fuck off up. the line. He's hung up. Okay. Well, uh, all right. Well, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I apologize hey. in advance. But I have a short, short fuse when it comes to fucking stupidity. I, I can't stand it. Right. Well, you know what? Like... So I do apologize. Don't worry about it. Um, this, like, really, like, at the end of the day, like, what's kind of funny, like, I think people are just really confused about the show, what my show is. Um, we had that other dude. So last week, um, Dragon, you were on the phone. I lost my cool with uh, this dude named Schwartz, um, who, like, you know, he's kind of like a more liberal-minded dude. And, like, I, I probably, like, at the end of the day, he and I probably share a lot of the same viewpoints. He sort of he started to accuse me of being a leader of a hate group, which is fucking hilarious to me, by the way. Um, and uh, he just started like to misrepresent my show, and so I, I you know, and I, this goes for everybody. I'm just going to explain this one more time. The show is not an endorsement of white nationalism. In fact, like the show is meant to be broader than that. Like the show is not an endorsement of any viewpoint that you hear on this program. It's an exploration. That's why I ask you guys sometimes. It's not because like I'm I'm like trying to like you know get at anything, but like I'm curious yeah, as like what get, you're feeling. You know, if, if 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 somebody wants to say something, you know, and add a add a, a, an objective opinion to it, just shit, call in. Yeah, yeah that's why we. Hell, I, I hate I hate being you know just. Me and 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 uh, Commander Nas calling in all the time. Shit, have somebody else call in. Well, Dragon, your your prayers might be answered. I have Paul on the line. Paul, are you there? There's, hello. Hello. You there? Hey, this is Paul. Hey, Paul, how are you? I'm good. I'm. I'm I just have a suggestion. You know, I was um I was listening to the the, the radio your your show, um and uh, you know I have a suggestion. Why don't you block the trolls? And not respond to the the chat when you're doing your show, and that way you can have the the chat open and not block it. Yeah, it's just easier to block the chat. I don't know. 
Okay, no, no, I mean, I respect that. You're the host. But just to let you know, apart from, you know, Commander McBride and, and Naj, you know, if you do that, you're pretty much going to lose all your audience. Um, so I just wanted you to know that. <laughs> yeah, I got this guy pegged. I bet oh, you yeah. one of the, I bet you anything, he's one of those, uh, one of these guys that have operated, or that are operating a website currently engaged um, and slandering the hell out of me on nimbusters.org. Um, I don't even know what to make of this website. Hell, even Antifa doesn't even know what to make of this website. They can't make, they can't come to any conclusions if it's left, if it's right, if it's if it's anti in general. The only thing we can all agree on is it certainly ain't pro nothing. Um, but what these people have done um, here in the past two months, and they they have taken it kindly amongst the, uh, amongst themselves um, to research me pretty hard um, uh-huh. and take it one step further by posting online for the whole world to see. Uh, my parents' first, middle, and last name and their home address, hoping that I'm like the, you know, the average assumption of people like myself, that, oh, I'm in my, my, my late 20s and I live at home with mommy and daddy. Well, that's far from the truth, pal. I, I live on my own. I have my own place. And it disgusts me that these, these ass wipes uh, have to take it to that extreme. I mean, if they want to play that route, then, then why don't they post theirs? Why don't they let me come pay a personal visit? I'd love to sit down and say hi. I, I won't be doing a lot of talking. <laughs> well, like, yeah, I mean, this, this show is – that's why I kept it anonymous, was that I wanted to get people's real feelings so that they wouldn't feel like the the threat of identity sort of like getting them in trouble. Like if, yeah. if your real name is Steven Johnson and you start saying like some racist shit, um, you know, that you're not worried well, about getting Have you noticed that the last two callers that have called in sound like mongoloids? Oh well, well that, that other dude, that other dude, Paul. He's called in before. He was Arizona last week. Uh, he called uh, in before. That was hilarious, by the way. I don't know how I, mean, I feel it, about it's, today. It, it's it's funny. I mean these these people. You know, I, I I just don't I just don't understand the frame of mind. I mean, I understand being against something. Obviously, there are going to be people who oppose my kind of views and people like me's kind of views. I understand that more than anybody can. I understand that, but. Why is it when they have to make a point or, or, you know, prove that, you know, we're wrong and they're right, why do they have to take it to not even the extreme but to the fucking line of borderline retardation? I mean, the shit they do is something you'd sit there and go, damn, you'd find this at a, at a fucking, uh, what's that, uh, a mental health clinic. You know, this is, this is when the, in, the, the patients take over. I mean, it's like, wow, you know, if you guys have, you know, something you want to say and you want to say it in a, cre- a creative way – then present yourself as an adult. Conduct yourself as an adult. Speak like an adult. And if you take yourself seriously, other people will take you seriously. Well, so I'll, on that note, uh, Stephen, guest seven, guest eight, truth of nine eleven. You are welcome to call in. Um, and you know, when you call in, the show is anonymous. I'm not going to ask. You know, you, you don't need to give your name or anything like that. I'm just going to uh, ask you questions. Probably make fun of you a little bit but ask you questions about where you're coming from. Um, so, McBride, are you still in touch with your family? Yeah, very much so. And they, I mean, so they don't, they don't really like what you do. Is it, is it weird visiting your family, like when, like for Christmas or whatever? Uh, sometimes. I mean, they, I get the lecture over and over, you know, you know, this is, you know, this is something that, you know, you shouldn't be doing. Um, because they've, they've read into it. Um, they've, they've listened to what other people have had to say. And my parents' biggest concern is is they believe that the son 
should bury their parents, not their parents bury their son. And they feel doing what I do is going to get me killed. And I have to explain to them uh, time and time again that I understand that that may happen, but that is the risk we all take. And if it happens, it happens. I'd rather die fighting for something that I truly believe and that I feel is the right course of action than to live my life like a fool and, and feel like, well, I'm, I just live, pay taxes, and I die. Hmm. So, I mean, do you do you interact with people of color or black people or yeah, I, I work basis? with them all the time. I I got a I got a black Muslim who I work with, um, who has uh, seen my my tattoos, my red laces, and my and my boots, and uh, asked me from day one. He's like, I see what you're about. And I said, Yeah. Point being, he goes, Well, I'm a Muslim. I was like, Okay. And the fuck's that supposed to mean to me? And he's like, Well, we got the same enemy. I was like, Oh, do we now? And I said, well, who would that be? And he's like, well, you know, God's chosen people. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, those people. So, I mean, I have no problem uh, interacting with people of color. I mean, it's it's not an issue for me, you know, but my politics are my politics and my stance is my stance. I will interact on a social level, um, but I'm not going to take them to my house for a barbecue and say, hey, man, why don't you come over and play some video games? You know what I'm saying? Okay. it, It doesn't go that far. So how about uh, Jews? Do you interact with them? No. The last time I interacted with a Jew, um, it was uh, in Wilmington at a supermarket, and he was sitting down uh, with a wad of cash, and uh, yeah, it didn't end well for him. I didn't take his money, and I didn't attack him, um, but I, I definitely called him out on the bullshit, you know, like the, uh, the human rights violations that Israel commits against uh, the Gaza Strip and the people of Palestine. And how the rest of the world just turns a blind eye to it. But you know, and I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I mean, I think I don't know why Israel is beyond criticism in some circles, but like, I, I don't believe they represent the entire Jewish people. Well, what I don't understand is every time somebody tries to call them out on their bullshit, that's obvious. That's what it is. They always pull the Holocaust card. I personally don't believe it happened, and I don't care what anybody else says, um, but if it did happen, get the fuck over it. It's over 70 fucking years ago. Germany paid all its reparations off you know, last year. Uh, Israel got all the money that they, they agreed to after the Holocaust from Germany. So the rest of the world in Europe owes these people jack shit. They've got their own fucking country, which is a, a violation of the Geneva Convention. It's an occupation you know, of a hostile military body and an occupying land. You know, if that's not an act of war and aggression, I don't know what the fuck is. You know, then you've got mm. the, the IDF shooting. You can go on YouTube and look at this and see for yourself shooting women and children as they're walking, bombing hospitals, bombing daycares, and then when they have funerals, well, the IDF takes it one step further. They bomb the funeral. Well, yeah, the IDF has done some horrible, like they've, they've done some questionable things. But you know, interestingly enough, I don't know if you guys watched the Oscars last night. I, I know you did, um, but um, there was there was actually like a Palestinian documentary nominated for oh. for best uh, for best documentary called Five Broken Cameras. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I, like, like, I'll tell anybody to this day. I support the Palestinian people. They have the right to exist just as anybody else does, and absolutely. Israel has no right to say they don't. Um, wow, I agree on something. Holy crap. Okay, so number nine, uh, if you want to call in, uh, I blocked the chat tonight, but if you want to call in, feel free to call in, join in on the conversation. Um, 
Oh, what was I going to ask you? Okay, so uh, Commander McBride, so you don't interact with – so you basically like got into an argument with a Jewish dude in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And it just ended like that. He left intact, uh, He left right? pissed. Yeah, he left intact without a single bruise on him, but he, he was pissed. And when he seen me approach with my patches on my jacket, you got to see his eyes. It was, so, it was so priceless. Well, that's a scary, that's a scary image. Well, you know, it, it is what it is. It, the symbols are what they mean, and to me it means the bullshit stops here. So it's it's weird. So why wouldn't you build an alliance with this black Muslim uh, if you had a common enemy or like you you sort of uh, you had a, a like you had something in common? Like why not? And I'm not I'm not encouraging you to do this, but mm. why wouldn't you just like build like a relationship with that guy? Well, I mean it's it's been proven throughout history that when when two opposing parties. I have a common threat that is obviously a major one. Um, they put aside all differences and band together to defeat that enemy, and then they go back to you know fighting amongst themselves. Um, and, and personally, this is where I've gotten a lot of flack when it comes to 9-11 discussions for anybody who's big on that, is I'm about to say something that might piss a lot of people off. Um, I personally cannot blame uh, Osama bin Laden uh, for doing what they did on 9-11, because you look at the United States' sponsored and military-backed genocide of, again, I'm going to refer to them again, the Palestinian people uh, by Israel, and the rest of the world just just ignoring it and, and saying, oh, there's no problem here, let's just dismiss it. Um, so you have the Muslims in the Middle East being attacked and murdered on a regular basis by the Jews. Jews. Um, so... <clears throat> They, they, they came to the most logical conclusion that they could. All right, well, if we, if we do this, then Israel is just going to be in the right, and they're going to have the moral high ground for just an all-out murder, you know, all-out genocide across the board. So maybe we should send a message to the United States saying, hey, I think it's time you either get the fuck out of our affairs and let us deal with our problems the way we need to deal with them or expect more retaliation. And you, I believe that like that was – that was the Taliban's way of saying, you know what? You're helping them murder our people. You may not be directly there on the ground. You may not be there you know, flying the bombs and pushing the button to drop them, but you're the one supplying them with them, and you're the one giving them the money to do it. So you're just you, sound like, you sound like Noam Chomsky, dude. <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> Can I ask you something? Like, I mean, it's like you've you've said a lot of interesting stuff that like a lot of left wing Jews have said, like Noam Chomsky and mm-hmm. Howard Zinn. It's it's. I mean, and don't look this up, anybody, if if you doubt me on this one. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, like, and I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I mean, like, part of it, like, part of it is that you know, you know we've been monkeying in different affairs in different parts of the world. But let me ask you something. Like, like, why do you care about these these uh, people that you would normally think of as like? They're not white, so why do you care? Because it comes back to the most basic principle. And this is a principle that not only do we practice on a regular basis in my organization, uh, but we, we tell it to everybody at anywhere. Everybody in the world has the right to exist, and nobody has the right to say otherwise. Okay. You are born a free person, and you will die a free person. It's okay. as simple as that. So for the Israeli illegal occupation – 
uh, to sit there and say, no, your land doesn't belong to us. you. It belongs to us because our God gave it to us. It's in their Talmud, by the way. It's right there. Um, you know, and for them to take and seize property by force, that is an act of aggression. And that, which is funny, and it brings me to my another point, that in itself was one of the crimes uh, that Germany was uh, you know, charged with during World War II at the Nuremberg Trials uh, mm-hmm. for acts of aggression on, uh, on ter- no, it was called territory seized by force, and, right. uh, which was illegal at that time. So if that's then, then how come it's not enforced now? So does that mean that any country in the world can do that? No, it's no problem. But I guarantee you if Iran was to do it, oh, shit, look out. Somebody's la- are, are you like having a listening party? Somebody in the back is laughing. Is that you? Uh, no, no, it hey, doesn't go at all to my head. Okay, I just heard somebody laughing. I, I, I was very flattered that uh, there was a listening party being <laughs> done for this show. Oh, my God, Dragon, stop dominating the conversation, why don't you? Yeah, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, all right, well, um, did you guys watch the Oscars last night? No, I, I personally had better things to do. <laughs> That's a surprise. I uh, work. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I, yeah, I just don't I don't subscribe to that stupid ass shit. You know, most most of those damn actors are Jews anyway, so I don't watch that shit. Okay. If they're not if they're not if they're not if they don't say they're Jews, they're sucking their ass to get up on that stage. I promise you. Right. You see Mel do you see Mel Gibson getting the Oscars? No. Mm-hmm. You see that, uh, guy, that guy off of, that guy off of Seinfeld getting in the Oscars? Nope. That guy was Jewish. What they Michael believed Richards. in, Michael Richards. Whatever that, 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 I don't know the guy, the guy's name because I didn't watch the show. All I know is he, you know, got yeah. to do some shit before about saying something about. Uh, no, the guy who played to, Kramer when he went to yeah, a, yeah, uh, yeah Kramer. Yes, Michael Richards. He's a Jew. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, guys, I'm just saying you don't see him up there. Well, like, with, so, well, that blows a that blows a big hole in your theory that the Jews are supporting each other. You have to be Jewish to get ahead because. That guy's a Jew, and nobody gives a fuck about him now. Well, that, that's precisely why they won't utilize him. He has no importance. Nobody cares. See what I'm saying? If you're going to so use somebody, if you're going to nominate somebody, you use somebody that is still in the spotlight, so to speak. You can uh, you could say the same thing about uh, fucking um, Mel Gibson as well. That guy hasn't done a good film in fucking ages, and he beat his wife. He's a piece of shit. He's, that guy's just a human piece of shit. Seriously, man. Um, I'm, well, are you big? Like, what, what's the last film? Like, I, I was a big Lethal Weapon fan when I was a kid. He done Passion of the Christ, didn't he? I didn't even see that garbage. Yeah, he he did a movie called The Passion, which was the most uh, biblically accurate movie ever made, um, as far as you know. Uh, what was it? The New York Times had called it, and uh, he got attacked by the Jews for it because in the video it portrayed the Jews. Uh, turning over Jesus and being responsible for his, crucif- his crucifixion. And they got their panties in an uproar about it. And yet again, classic classic Mel had come out there, go in front of the camera and go, oh, well, I apologize for making people mad. I didn't know by doing an accurate biblical movie that I was going to piss anybody off. Um, yeah, I, I just heard that it was just about Jesus getting his ass kicked. It's like the Romans, but the Rom- I'm serious. Like that's all I heard about it. Like, so the Romans had nothing to do with it. 
No, no, no the just Romans... Show the, they just showed the crucifixion, more or less. Really the Romans... I, see, I, I can shine some light on this. The, the reason why uh, the Jewish people turned Jesus over over to the, to the Romans for crucifixion is because that the Jews did not believe that Jesus was their Messiah. They didn't believe it. Um, and they found him to be a false prophet. And right. if anybody knows anything about false prophets, nine times out of ten, they end up dead um, because it, it just doesn't last. Um, so they turned him over to the Roman Empire. Now, one could argue if you are religious and you do believe in God, well, so let's just say, for example, if the Jews were responsible uh, for Jesus' death um, and they helped uh, him die, then one could argue that the Holocaust, if that did happen, was God's revenge um, on the Jewish people. It might have took some years and some decades later, but hey, he didn't forget. I thought you were a pagan. Oh, I am, but I, 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 I try and research all religions. Um, that way I can get a deeper understanding of the people I have to interact with on a daily basis and, and any questions that might get presented on a regular basis. But you sound like you truly believe in this, uh, in, in, in this uh, theory that Jesus is the Lord and uh, that, you know, um, that it's, it's God's revenge for the Jews killing, or the Jews, I guess, well, no, Not see, what I did is uh, I did a classic George Lincoln Rockwell. George Lincoln Rockwell was an atheist. He wasn't a Christian. He wasn't religious. He was non-religious. But he understood and recognized that the majority of America was deeply Christian, and they were mm -hmm. highly religious. So what he did when he put things in, the, in perspective for people when it came in reliance to, say, the black problem or the Jewish problem, he put it in biblical terms, which broke it down to the lowest common denominator – for the religious person. They understood it. They, they would be able to go, okay, well, I understand what he's saying, and it ties in with this. It makes sense. Huh, that's what I'm doing there. You see, I, I, I'm by no means sitting here saying, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian, you know, God this, God that. I could sit here and say, well, if God created everyone in his image, then why are there more than one race? Does that mean there's more than one God to represent each race? Ammo. So you see what well, I'm saying? So I can argue it from both sides of the field. But I'm sure I'm sure the audience of this show uh, is not. Uh, yeah, they don't care. They don't I, care I, about that. Care, but, but what I'm right. saying is, it's for it's for future listeners who will download the archive. You see, because even though people might not care that are listening or participating now, that doesn't mean that somewhere down the road, weeks, months from now, that somebody is going to hear this segment and go. Well, shit, this guy, he really put it out there. He put it in perspectives for me. So I'm thinking long-term while you're thinking short-term. I see the bigger picture. All right. Well, I hope for their sake they don't download this show. Uh, <laughs> seriously. Um, even I don't like it anymore. So I want to I want to switch up topics, guys. Uh, I'm sure you read about this. Uh, the Delta Airlines passenger... Uh, he slapped a two-year-old black baby and said, shut that. Okay, I'll just read this right now. So Joe Ricky Hundley, 60 years old, from Hayden, Idaho, was charged Friday by the FBI with simple assault for allegedly, allegedly slapping a crying baby on a Delta Airlines flight from Minneapolis to Atlanta on February 8th. The baby's mom, Jessica Bentley, Bennett of Minneapolis, was sitting next to Hundley during the slapping incident, which also included Hundley calling the baby a racial slur and scratching the baby under the eye. Hunley told her to shut that N-word baby up. I wonder what N-word that was. Uh, Miss Bennett received assistance from several people on the plane, including male passenger Todd Wooten. Um, now, this guy, 
I'm sorry. I, I don't. You know, look. I'm just gonna say this right here. This guy just deserves to get the shit beaten out of him for slapping any baby. Oh, I'm with he, you on that. Even like if it was a, a white baby, he deserves to just be beaten to death. And like I'm, you know, I'm a little mad at Miss Bennett for not just like fucking elbowing this dude in the skull and then like just stabbing him to death. She should have beat him with the baby, right? But like also like it's like fucking like. He called it the baby, like this baby that had nothing to, had, did, did, did nothing to this 60-year-old piece of shit, called this baby a nigger. Fuck you, man. And I mean, like, this is like, I, and I'm sorry, man, like, I, this is sometimes, like, a lot of people, like, who, who live with this hate, it makes them threatened by a baby, which is just crazy. I mean, it's, it's fucking ridiculous, man. Anyways, that was my, that was my soapbox rant about that, but... It's no, like, I agree with you. And I mean, I don't know. I'm glad his name's out there. I hope he just gets his ass kicked every day of his life. He's a he's a turd of a human I, I totally agree with you 110 percent because it's like a child, you know, a baby, a, a defenseless human being that is incapable of defending themselves, and the child doesn't even understand why why he or she is being hit in the first place. It, what's what's that designed to do? Make you feel like a bigger man because you're too insecure? Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. You know, somebody's got to call the bullshit card. And, you know, and I'm a firm believer in karma. What goes around comes around. He wants to slap a kid around. Maybe someday somewhere somebody's going to slap him around. Yeah. I hope that baby remembers him and grows up and gets revenge on him, Kill Bill style. Anyways, I got another <laughs> call here. Hold on. Uh, guest number 11, are you there? They're just, you know, they're just retarded. And, you know, I mean, why in the world? I mean, they're like sucks. One time, Frankenwinger had me go over to troll, you know, you know Chuck Waddy, T.I., or whatever. And the guy was, the guy. Hey, hey guess, number, guess 11. Players I used to see at the nuthouse here who were fucked up in the head. Hold on. Bumbling to himself by Hollywood. Okay, I think that was a soundboard. Can't tell. <laughs> was, was that a soundboard? I know, I know whose voice that was. Right. Well, since they're not saying nothing, that pretty much guarantees you it was a soundboard. <laughs> okay, well, whatever. God, what is with the soundboard? I used to do that. I remember, like, a friend of mine used to do that in high school, but, like, it's so fucking lame. All right, whatever, man. Yeah. Um, Play it out guess, like parachute pants. God, dragging with the punchlines. <laughs> fucking Christ! I swear, dude, if you got over, if you made friends with the Jews, you'd have a good career in comedy. You know, you don't hear Larry the Cable Guy complaining about the Jews, dude. No, nah, they just that. make fun of rednecks in general and portray them as all fat, you know, backwoods talking, ignorant dumb fucks that don't know shit about shit that drive big ass trucks with uh, air conditioning units in the back of their car. And sorry, that's the wrong <laughs> depiction. Are you guys? Do you guys like the blue collar comedy guys like Jeff Jeff Foxworthy and Larry the Cable Guy? Not not personally. I did, I did years ago, but you know it's it's that it's just gotten so damn repetitive now. It's just the same shit over and over. I hear you, man. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, it's oh uh, guest number thirteen, guest number eight, guest number eleven. Stephen Truther, feel free to call in at any time. You can just use your own phone. You don't have to uh, call in through the computer. You can just use your own phone and uh, and sh- join us in the chat here. Um, yeah, I blocked the chat. I'm I'm a little bit happier about that nowadays, actually. 
Um, and yeah, right? Isn't it? Isn't it a lot less bullshit to have to deal with? Well, the worst part is like getting caught up in it, and and so that's that's uh that was the worst part about it. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you'll have a heated deal going on over the line, and then you're well, having you know to what you should, yourself. You, you know what you should do, Hate Project, is open up the chat for a couple minutes to find out if there's something they want to ask or, or or give an opinion, and then after a certain amount of time, turn it off, and then keep on going with your show. Yeah, sure. Okay, well, you know what? I can't believe I'm taking your advice on anything, Dragon, but you know what? Oh, Here this we go. going to be interesting. We're going to open up the chat for about, like, 30 seconds. If you have anything to say, go ahead and say it. If you have anything to add, go ahead and add, but you got, like, 30 seconds. And, wait, you know what? I'm just going to – I'm going to time it, and I'm, I'm really not going to engage every single comment here. So just give me a second here, folks. Do, 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 da, blah, 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 blah. All right, let's see what we got here. What is that? What are you listening to back there, dude? Hey, I'm I'm watching something about the the Roman Empire on the History Channel. Hang on one second before I open up the chat. I gotta take this call real quick. Yes, number twelve. Are you there? How much more fucking absurd can you get than come on here and say you're going to kill all the fucking Jews? And that is not talk me into thinking that Edgar Steele is uh, guilty. Is that what? All right. That's exciting. Okay, so 30 seconds. I'm going to unblock the chat, everybody, for 30 fucking seconds, all right? And begins now. All right. Ba-da. Oh, wait, hold on a second. It takes a second. Hang on. Okay. And here we go. There we go. 30 seconds starts now. Leave the phone. Okay. Here we go. Steven, hi. I love I love that people are so mad about the fucking chat issue because it's like you know that you can just go on your computer, open up a Word document, and scream nigger on your fucking stupid uh, little Word document if, if you want so bad to see um, to see uh, your racist language on your fucking and we blocked the chat. Okay, time's up. So my point. So, uh, guest number 13, I, I do want to take this, McBride. Guest number 13 is writing, McBride seems to be a hateful, violent person. He promotes direct action on his website. I'm afraid of him. What do you say to that? More power to you. Hey, if, you, if, if my enemies want to build my reputation for me, then it saves me the trouble. That means, that means I have less likely uh, any kind of physical or, or verbal attacks against me. Because fear commands respect. So if if that's what it is, then cool, more power to him. Then and but like you you don't feel like this is an accurate uh, accurate description of you or your work. Oh, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I mean, this is America, as you said. Everybody has the right to speak their mind. Just because somebody has an opposing view doesn't mean I have to scream and yell at them. Right. Okay. People will always say what they have to say. There's there's no way to stop that. You know, if I had a dollar for every time somebody said something negative against me, I'd be I'd be Bill Gates rich. Well, wouldn't we all? Um, let's see, guest number 14, another soundboard. Hello, guest number 14. You know, I, I really don't care about Covington. He could drop dead today for all I care. The same about uh, uh, David Duke, the same oh, about thank God. any of those figures out there. Because, Will, this is my impression. I'd be interested to know your opinion of my impression. The people that have been out there. In- all right. 
what? Like, I mean, I'd, I'd rather, like, there was that one soundboard. Like, I can't believe I'm sitting here, like, we're having, like, it's like we're having a bunch of dudes having a beer. This is pathetic. I'm kidding. Um, you're, you're, just like, a, you're just a troll magnet. Who, me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, you're a troll Well, there magnet. is one thing, though, I do want to add about, you know, the comment that the guy said about, you know, promotes direct action on his website. Um, for me, I, there are different varieties of direct action. There is, uh, for example, direct, direct action, violent uh, attacks. Um, and then in my case, the direct action that I promote is uh, getting off the PC and in the streets, putting out leaflets, pamphlets, flyers, talking to people, meeting people, shaking hands, um, getting to know people. Getting to know the situations that they're in, the economic troubles that they're experiencing, and actually taking an interest in my people suffering instead of being part of the problem. I'm trying to be part of the solution. So that is the form of direct action uh, that I advertise on my site. So uh, guest number 13, if you want to call in, call in. You can call in on your phone or you can call in here anonymously. It's totally cool. Uh, Nobody will know who you are. Um, I'm... Like, I don't know who anyone is. They don't know who I am. So um, call in if you want to debate what Mr. McBride here said. Um, now, oh, guys, i got to take a little bit of a break. He can even take his panties off and cover the, cover the mouthpiece up so we can't hear his real voice. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Well, that's... So, guys, uh, this is a fun segment. Uh, it has been Black History Month. Uh, all month. Uh, congratulations to you all. Um, I just hey, have to do know, this. As a matter of fact, you know, I, I did celebrate, kind of celebrate Black History Month. I went out and bought some more cotton. <laughs> oh my God, guy! You're like the Lisa Lampanelli oh, of, uh, of the clan. You're like the Lisa Lampanelli of the clan here, buddy. All right, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on. I, I'm doing these little pieces throughout the month, and I'm just gonna do this right now. Uh, we're going to have a spotlight here uh, in Black History Month on Louis Latimer, an African-American gentleman. Louis Latimer was born in Chelsea, Massachusetts in 1848. He was a son of George and Rebecca Latimer, escaped slaves from Virginia. Latimer was, was hired as the assistant manager and draftsman for U.S. Electric Lighting Company owned by Hiram Maxim. Maxim was a chief rival to Thomas Edison. Maxim greatly desired to improve on Edison's light bulb and focused on the main weakness of Edison's bulb. Their short lifespan, generally only a few days. Now, this is uh, where uh, Latimer invented something, an African-American who invented something. Uh, You know, kind of... That's uh, a rarity. Well, Latimer set out to make a a longer-lasting bulb. Latimer devised a way of encasing the filament within a cardboard envelope, which prevented the carbon from breaking and thereby provided a much longer life to the bulb and hence made the bulbs less expensive and more efficient. This enabled electric lighting to be installed within homes and throughout streets. So, Louis Latimer, African-American innovator and inventor. All right. There we go. Dragon, you made me, like, uh, learn all these things. You do know that, right? Yeah, I did. So, guess, well, okay, so um, guest number 15 is, how did he, he cross out his chats there? Uh, it, it reminds me of a, of a question that uh, Michael Savage asked me one time when I was on the air with him. Ugh, huh. What, what do you yeah, ask you? Well, he asked me when we got into the whole debate about the Jews. Is he said he he said do he goes well? What about all the uh, the fields in uh, medicine and in science and uh, and all that bullshit uh, that they've you know brought to the table uh, for us? Does that outweigh everything that they've done? And I said you're damn right it does. The negatives outweigh the pros because if there are any pros, it's very few. 
Hmm. Well, you know, in, in, in like learning said, about these guys, I, uh, that guy's a, a piece of work. He's a, yeah, kind of a turd. Dickhead. Was he? What, oh, what was that like for you? I mean, was he? he anyway, was like it was a, it was aggravating like a motherfucker because all he wants to do is talk, 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 and then when you when you go to answer his question. He he cuts you off right in the middle of your sentence, and then goes off in the fucking space about something that's completely irrelevant to the topic. It's like, all right, dude, either you've got a fucking short attention span, or you're just out there. You know, let's let's take it one thing at a time. <laughs> right. Um, so, Commander McBride, do you uh, are you married? You don't have to tell me if you don't want to, but like, are you married? Are you a family man? I was. I was. I was married once for uh, five years, and I have uh, two children. I have a beautiful five-year-old little girl. And a three-year-old son who's going to be four this year. So, was your was your uh, ex-wife was she uh, along with you in the movement here, or what did she think about it? Uh, she was uh, to an extent, um, but you know, just uh, she it caused my involvement with the struggle uh, caused a lot of issues on the home front. Um, there were a lot of things that I'd have to have to do. Uh, I'd have to travel a lot, um, which means if I wasn't working. Um, the only time I was at home was, you know, to look after the kids um, and, you know, basically sleep um, okay. because of my responsibilities. And it didn't leave me much time uh, for her. And uh, when we split, it was a mutual decision. We sat down, we talked about it like two rational adults, and we came to the conclusion that it's just in our best interest <clears throat> if we were to part ways. Okay, well... Is she still racist, or is she... Uh... No, absolutely not. So, like, did that, like... Because you hear about, like... I, I was reading this uh, Facebook comment from a friend of mine who told me that, you know, uh, her love of theater died with her marriage because her husband was, like, an actor. Um, so was that the same case with your with you guys? Oh, no, wait, I'm, no. I'm not racist anymore. <laughs> no, no, it, it wasn't so much that. It was... It was the risks that I was having to take because a lot of people started, you know, the more active I was, um, the more people started recognizing me. Um, I couldn't go anywhere without somebody confronting me. I couldn't go to my local store uh, without breaking into an argument with somebody in the parking lot. Um, And I had to seriously sit down and assess this because, you know, if if we were out somewhere and, and I had my, you know, my two kids with me at the time, um, then since nobody could get to me or her, they'd go for the next best choice, which was my children. And the last thing I wanted to do was cause any kind of physical harm towards her or my kids. Okay. All right. Let me, uh, let me take this call real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, guest number 11, are you there? Steve. It's Steve? Oh, yeah. That's right. Hello? I have a strong urge uh, to talk about what I'm doing. Soundboard. I'm working on something that will change the world and human life. They picked the lamest clips, too. That's the worst part about it. It's like, dude, like, you're picking, like, small talk. Like, why don't you, like, geez, why don't you soundboard me with you ordering a sandwich or something? That would be more interesting. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, people. <clears throat> Can't believe you're making me agree with these guys here. Um, all right. Well, uh, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm very, sure? just, I'm curious, like, because, like, this is, like, such a different experience from what I experience and stuff, and you guys have a different viewpoint from what I have, different perspective of the world. Like, I mean, so, 
is this like does this is this the primary thing in your life that gives you your life meaning sort of uh white nationalism or like, like is is this like the thing that sort of like gets you up out of bed in the morning or is it just sort of yeah. now become habit like what what's every up every day every day every day okay every day every day and i regret nothing so uh dragon your 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 phone is kind of like wonky so i i, I didn't catch that last part I said I, I work for my race every day and I don't regret a thing. Right. Okay. And but you never you've never done anything wrong, right? No, I haven't broken any laws, no. Or at least, at least okay. any laws that I know are in existence. Right. So I mean it, it's like this is like sort of what what charges you. Um <clears throat> I guess, and, and you guys both came, did you guys come from kind of middle class uh, backgrounds or or like what kind of background did you come from economically? Yeah, my dad Hello? made pretty good money. So I don't know, I don't know, I didn't know what middle class was back when I was a kid, but, you know. I was, but you I weren't like, in, you weren't born in poverty, that. right? No, right. no, not at all. And how about you, McBride? Well, I can tell you this much. We weren't poor, but we weren't middle class. <clears throat> and my parents, they bust their ass every day to make sure we had clean clothes and food on the table. Okay. Okay. And that's what every white that's what every white male should be doing in this country right now. No, absolutely. Well, there you go. I mean, I'm sure like a lot of people would uh would agree. Um <laughs> All right, this is the this is the greatest name that's ever been on this show here. Masturbating Santa has entered the show. Oh, um, <laughs> that's a great name. Um, I, and, uh, we know, you're probably we know another racist bastard, but <laughs> but let me see. I'm just gonna I'm gonna I know what I'm walking into, guys, but I'm just gonna unmute guest number fifteen. I know what we're doing here. Guest number fifteen. Yeah. All right, guys, so we're here in Dean Valley. Um, you guys just missed something. I uh, did Mario did get a level up. He's level sixteen now. I uh, got a, a move ultra flame, so that's good. Huh? What? Oh, what? Yeah. What? Shit. Fuck. Oh my god. Make yeah, make them good at least, dude. Troll you on the phone. Yeah, but like I, you know, like I like to laugh. So fucking like make a good soundboard at least. Come on, people. Don't be late. Like yeah, get the, get get the Chinese get the Chinese guy soundboard. That's pretty funny. Who's the Chinese yeah, guy? The, the, Tourette, the Tourette soundboard. The Tourette soundboard. Okay. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. All right. Well, masturbating Santa, Doug Piranha, Stephen, Andy, fucking Panda. Guest number eleven, thirteen. Guest number eight. Feel free to call into the show. Call in anonymously. Real quick, I wonder who's at the top of the list for for naughty or nice. Is it masturbating Santa or Santa himself? <laughs> God, this guy. Well, no. See, the question I have to ask, um, and this is this is for the host. Um, how do I put this? Don't you just feel like sometimes that you're like the only sane person out there when you listen to the shit that these people put on here? I mean, minus our, our opposing views. I mean, don't you just feel like that the majority of people in this country in general are just fucking stupid and just straight out degenerate? <laughs> I don't know. It's weird, man. I mean, I if I look at, like, say, like, my the, the archives of this show, then yes. But um, 
And if you look at like a YouTube comment, like this, this is like what I realized, and this is why I decided to block the chat. I was creating like a YouTube comment page. You ever look at like a YouTube comment? Oh uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like basically like it could just be like a cat video, and some motherfucker will be like, "Yeah, that fucking faggot cat." Meh, meh, meh. And like um, this is it, so. Oh, Paul just hung up. Come on. Um, but like, so I decided to block the chat for that alone. But you know, on a day-to-day basis, like you know, I like a lot of the people that I interact with um, of all different uh, of all different cultures and creeds. So like, it's part of it's just like just reorienting your life and 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 sort of being around people who are good, and you'll find that there are more of them than you think. No, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you you said that, but then it's like, all right. You know, different cultures and creeds and different people. You know, yeah, they different cultures and creeds and different people all have different personalities. Otherwise, we'd all be fucking boring. But somebody's got to draw the line and say that you got to be fucking sick in the head. And not you in general. Uh, but anybody has to be sick in the fucking head if all they do is live behind the goddamn computer board and do oh, nothing yeah. but sound bites of the dumbest shit. I agree. Let's see I mean, I guarantee you, most of these people that probably do this, I could find them on a national sex offenders registration. Oh, nice. All right, so Paul, you you got something to say for us here, buddy? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, I was wondering what Commander McBride uh, thinks of Harold Covington. Harold Covington? I think he's a <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah. I got Harold Covington on my Twitter um, four days ago or five days ago uh, to admit publicly. Uh, that he works with the FBI, and his excuse for it was, well, I turn over information to the FBI on people that I think are a high threat, and in exchange, I take the money that they pay me, and I pay my living expenses with. And he said – he went on to say that he was a double agent, and I said, well, there you go. I I said, how can you you sit there and say that you're a double agent and you give them bullshit information for cash when the FBI doesn't just pay you for anything – they check, they check the information that you're giving them to see if it's credible. They verify it, and then that's when cash changes hand. And I said, more importantly, I said, I've got you. I got you publicly. I said, you're 60-some years old. I made you look like a dumbass publicly. And then I went on to tell him, I said, and just for future reference, if you're thinking about deleting your comments that you posted in regards to this and, and admitting this, I said, I want you to know <clears throat> that I've taken a screenshot of your comment on my page through my phone, and I also get a copy of it to my email notifying me with the contents of your message. So I said, I got you, pal. I got you. All right. Let's see what the soundboard is coming up here. Hold on. And his excuse for... Hang on one second, buddy. Guest number 16. They're just making fun of me. A high threat. And in exchange, I take the money that they pay me, and I pay my living expenses. (laughs) Was that oh? Did he just record what you were just now doing? Yeah, but tried yeah. to flip flop it and play it in reverse. Oh, I see. Oh my Come god! Come on, people! You guys got to get a life or something. I mean, for Christ's sake, get a girlfriend. Get so, a job. Uh, more importantly, we got some new people. They call me Tiger. Uh, guest number seventeen, masturbating Santa. Call in if you want. Call in anonymously. You're more than welcome to do so. Oh, a fun announcement! I am gonna. I did reach out. This is going to be sort of a variety. And I'm debating whether I might leave the chat on for the show. In the next couple of weeks, I am going to get a member of the One People's Project on the show to talk. Oh, I'm already aware of it. His name is Daryl Lamont Jenkins, and we've had mm-hmm. him on ours. How'd that go? Uh, he's well familiar with me, and 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 I got him too in a trap. I got him to it to admit um, 
uh, to murdering of uh, the justification of murdering white nationalists when I confronted him uh, with the uh, Antifa bombing of the Golden Dawn office in Greece. And I asked him on our show, it's on our archives, um, and I asked him, I said, does the American Antifa uh, support or denounce this kind of action? And he tried to go on to a long spew about it, and I cut him off, and I said, no, it's a simple yes or no. Do you support it or not? And he goes, well, it's unfortunate, but we do support this because when it happens, even though it's sad, and there are bystanders, uh, we personally shed no tears. And I said, there you go, people. There you go, straight from the horse's mouth. Don't fucking take my word for it. There's he, there he is saying it. Yeah, but, I mean, you said the same thing about the Sikh temple shooting a couple weeks ago, dude. There, like, what's the difference? Hey. So, like, so like I mean, you, you're taking a tone, like, of moral superiority. Okay, no, like, see, see, what it is, is here's the difference. Unlike us and unlike these people, uh, Darrell Lamont Jenkins from One People's Project, when he was handed the NSM uh, membership roster, this, I'm not even going to go into this part, uh, but he's a dumbass because he doesn't know what he has. And when he posted it, he posted the names first and last, uh, some P.O. boxes and some home addresses of uh, NSM members. Um, this okay. in itself is, is, a, is a major, major issue for those who are affected by this because with this information being put out, Anybody could show up to their house, either shoot up the house, molly cough, you know, cocktail the motherfucker, burn it, you know, do whatever they want. Um, so if, if he wasn't in support of that, um, then, then why put people's personal living addresses out there that could lead to their deaths? That's something he wants to see. That's why it's there. Now, I will say this in regards to that roster. He's a fucking idiot. Now, tell him that over the phone, and I'll tell him that to his face, because only if he knew what he has, because I've looked at that roster, and I know the names that are on that roster, and I'm not going to go into who's what and who was working for what in there, but he's got a fucking golden egg, and he's too stupid to see the, the picture for what it truly is. All right, well, he's going to be on in a couple of weeks. I'll uh, keep you guys posted on that one. Hold on one second. No, uh, shitty soundboard number 39. You're on the air. Guest number 17. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, how are you doing? Good. Uh, I'm wondering why you blocked everyone uh, in order to give these gentlemen a an unopened uh, National Socialist platform. Well, first of all, this show does not endorse their viewpoints. The show is meant to be an honest exploration of why people hate or why people do any of these activities, trying to get at the sources and reasons for it. So I do allow people to speak their piece and speak their viewpoints, but it's not an endorsement, and they know that. So uh, guest number 17, um, the reason I, I blocked the chat, I explained this at the beginning of the show, it was interfering with the show itself. Um, we unlocked it for 30 seconds tonight, and it was kind of useless, but we, I might do it again later on. So, uh, what, do, you, do you have anything to add? Do you have anything to say? Guest number 17, are you there? Hello? He had to go back at 1 o'clock. Hello? Yeah, are you there? Hello, yes. All right, do you have anything to add to the conversation? Are you trying to what soundboard of like, off of like a fucking like Casio? Hello, what do you think player? of that? Huh? Hello. Yeah, I can tell you what I'm thinking about. It starts with a bullet. Well, I'd like Sounds to know like... why two NSM members are dominating all the time when you should have something like this done. <laughs> okay, guest number seventeen. Can you can you contribute to the conversation, please? 
ripping with you. I've been real ripping generous with you. Why don't you take your fat lady ass back to your mom's basement? How about that? Do you know that man? I don't. I don't know any of these guys. Guys, no, no threatening language. I'm just, I'm gonna put that out there. I, I feel like a lot of tension here, so don't, don't mention bullets and shit like that. That, that's not allowed on the show. Oh yeah, no, you all white I said was right. Nazi. Why are you gonna say you're gonna hit me with bullets, huh? Right, I never said anything about it. I said what was on my mind, which was a bullet. I said that's what's on my mind. If you're gonna quote well, me and well, use my well, quote well, for your own agenda, well, let me tell you something, right? okay? What, what? You got a stuttering problem, pal? Sound yeah, it out. Come on. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. All right, let him talk? let him talk. Let him talk. Jesus Get some Christ. attention. Go ahead. Sounds like fucking. Sounds like fucking Quasimodo off the bridge back in Notre Dame. Dude, guest number seventeen. I, if you don't contribute, or you can debate anybody here. So just just come at come at any anybody here. But if, I mean, you gotta, you gotta contribute. Or I gotta hang up on you. Hello. Yeah. Uh, why would that man say he would use a bullet on me? He's not using a bullet on you. Are you familiar with Jim Giles? He said he had a bullet on his mind. He said nothing about putting a bullet in you. Have you ever heard of Jim Giles? Go go, go wind your fucking clock, clock Quasimodo. <laughs> Who's Jim Giles? Who's Jim Giles? It puts on the lotion. Like it, puts like well, it puts on the lotion. It puts on the lotion or gets the hose. You put the lotion on your lotion in the basket. And you damn degenerate. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, Freaks, guys, you come out at night. I guess that's the true old saying, huh? I just, I have one more question. <laughs> yes, sir. If you could speak the English language come on, like man. Do a real soundboard if you're going to do this. Maybe somebody. Out there in that big country of ours would say, you know what, guy? I want to follow him. That had potential. I mean, that was like that was a third human being who, well, not the third. Uh, we've had Ladies a- and gentlemen, to anybody who could be listening, our guests, hosts, this is what's been, been the American people. This is the American people summarized right here. Stupid, dumb, and ignorant. Right here. So I mean, why, just, why just fucking dumb and ignorant. Why don't you move then? Uh, actually, I, I'm thinking about it, but I can't leave this country until the duration of my probation is over. Can I ask uh, what, what you're on probation for? Oh, yeah, yeah. I broke uh, my uh, my no-contact order um, with uh, with my ex-wife on my son's birthday, so I could wish him a happy birthday over the phone. I thought you guys um, were friendly. I thought you guys were, like, good. No, no when we got divorced, we were friendly. Um, okay. But then we changed the subject, and I wasn't able to explain where it went south. But it did go south. Um, and she put a, a restraining order on me, a no-contact order, and okay. I wanted to wish my son a happy birthday when he turned three over the phone since she he wouldn't let me see him in person. Um, so I called. Uh, I got cussed out and hung up, and I thought that was the end of it. Well, in October, I ended up having to call a state trooper out to the house because uh, my house was broken into. Uh, so things were stolen, oh. and my wallet was taken. Um, so I filed the report and the officer took my name and information and left, came back and uh, told me, you know, we have some unfinished business here. Are you aware that we have a warrant for your arrest? And I said, no, well, what for? He goes, well, I don't know until we get to the station and we can go to court and then that's when we'll find out. So I went there and I uh, found out and they gave me <clears throat> a year of probation for it, um, which I would be off sooner um, but um, I haven't been able to pay uh, these fines 
and because they, they, they hit me with the, the full extent and fines. Um, and, and we're not talking like 40 or 50 or 100 or 200 bucks here. We're talking hundreds, hundreds of dollars in fines. Um, and you, and versus, you're saying that you, you, you were saying that you literally just went and visited your son. You didn't do anything beyond that. No, absolutely not. I even had uh, four people um, that were mutual friends of ours when we were together um, that aren't in what, I'm, what I do for, you know, outside, you know, in the movement, have no part sure. in it. And uh, I had them come to court and they had testified. Okay, so let me, uh, let me just take this call real quick. I don't know what this is, but I, if it's a human being, I'm going to let them talk. I let Sweet. you guys talk, so you know what? Well, I got to let everyone talk. Guest number 19, are you there? Open the goddamn chat, you fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, somebody used the iPhone talk? Sweet. That is incredible. I, I am impressed by you fucking hateful dickheads. I really am. I really now, I am, give guys. them some props for that, because that, that took some creativity right there. Well, guest number 17 had, like, recorded his on, a, on a, like, a Walkman. Hold on, are oh, you still shit. there, buddy? Guest number 17, are you still there? Yeah, just play real quick. Cool. All right. Well, <laughs> I don't know why. Okay, guys, uh, <laughs> it's funny to me that you've decided that this is the only place where you can write nigger, kike, faggot, whatever shit, whatever ignorant, hateful shit you want to write on my fucking chat. There are other shows you can do that, or you can just like fucking get a notebook and write it in the notebook. You know that, right? You might, need, you might need 30 seconds of the chat box for a minute so they, so they can take a breath. No, man. I'm sure, I'm sure, they're, all, I'm sure they're all dying to... I'll do that when I'm ready. Hold on. Voice their stupid opinion. I'll do that. No, it's my show. I'll do it when I'm ready. Hold on yeah, a second. That's fine. I'm just <laughs> suggesting. Yes, I'm just suggesting. Yes, I'm just suggesting. Yes, I'm just suggesting. What the fuck? I... I like his voice. It's a her. Uh, yeah, I like, I like the voice. God damn <laughs> chat, you fucking son of a bitch. Commander McBrag is a fag. <laughs> I have to let this go a little bit. Okay, uh, say more about that guest number 19. I, I like this. This is creepy. You are a creep. Open the gods and chat, you fucking son of a bitch. Commander McBrag is a fag. Commander McBride is a fag. Okay. Yep. Just, uh, it just keeps getting better and better. Just got called out by Siri there. Um, congratulations. Um, so anyone who's entering the show, uh, Mr. Bill's Left Nut, Floyd the Barber. Floyd the Barber from the Andy Griffith Show, right? You're welcome to call in. This show, uh, call in anonymously. If you want to battle or like challenge anybody here, do so. We uh, Please, I please, I, I need that. I need more people on my side <laughs> here. So. The call in. I mean, it's anonymous. Um, you know. Well, see, I'll tell you why they won't. They won't do it because it's like George Lincoln Rockwell said. You see, what your show is, for all practical purposes, it's a neutral place to make discussions. It's an even field. It's an yeah. even field. We'll put up views and opinions that you know you might agree with to a certain extent, and then you might not agree with to a certain extent. But it's an even playing field nonetheless. And like George Lincoln Rockwell said. In an even fight, we'd win. We would win, hands down. We would knock the piss out of their sails and defeat their arguments, bar none, every single time. 
and and okay. that's why they bring all this stupid shit to your show, and that's why they're complaining so much about the damn chat. Who gives a fuck? It's a chat. If you can't chime in by the phone, then that oh. says a lot about your character. And Paul, you're back. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Um, you know, I think that that bullet comment really shows uh, the inherent violent nature of Commander McBride, and really, uh, you know, I, I think uh, a lot of people, uh, especially people who don't fit his definition of an of an American, would be afraid of him. Um, and I, I think that's something. You know, he can keep saying he's not violent, but you know, you can go go visit his site, and you know, really, it's uh, he does promote violence. So. McBride, what do you say to that? Yeah, I can tell you straight up, <clears throat> Covington, um, that there, there's nothing being prompted of any kind of violence. I'm no way in shape or form telling anybody on my website or any social sites I belong to that, hey, it's time to grab your weapons and get out there and clean house. I, I'm by no means stating that at all. And if you want to sit there and say that I'm a violent person in general, then why don't you look up my criminal record, you dumb fuck, and you'll see that not once in my life, even as a juvenile, have I been arrested for any kind of violent crimes. If you're going to talk to me and come at me with some bullshit, pal, you better have your fucking facts in order and your, and your shit straight. Because I know my facts, I know myself. People know myself, and my own goddamn criminal record history will exonerate me, so I don't have to answer to the likes of you, you fucking overweight, out of shape, let down. Get a fucking job and stop bitching about why you can't. Okay, Hell, well, even people that have been I, married to you have even said the same thing. You fake disabilities and make excuses as to why you can't work when you're competent enough to work. All right, well, guest number 19, you have something to say, to say about that? Why does Commander McBride sound like his nose is all stopped up? <laughs> Did you have a cold? No, no, not at all. All right, what else, guest number 19? What, what else do you have to say? Why does Commander McBride sound like his oh, nose? God, you guys really suck at this. Just saying. Yeah, it's like they're wanting to play the repeater. All right, so uh, what, so with, so actually, like whenever I do have Daryl on, I'm gonna leave the chat open, but like I'm not gonna engage every single person on the chat that that show. Oh, if you uh, could, could you do me one small favor? <clears throat> and um, it's real, it's a reasonable request. I mean, it's nothing out there, it's nothing advertising, nothing of that nature. Okay. When you go to have uh, Daryl on your show, <clears throat> can you inform him? Um, that I'll, I'll be definitely joining in 100%, uh, and I'm sure you're going to like his reactions. Okay. Because it's, it's always interesting uh, when me and him uh, meet head-to-head uh, -head because uh, it, we, we both feel very strongly in, in what we say and what we believe in, and uh, there, there are certain things that he says that I agree with 110% on, uh, just like it's, it's a mutual thing. He agrees with a lot of things that we say, um, but – it's the racial aspect uh, that he doesn't agree with. Okay. So I, I enjoy actually having debates with him because to a, a, a more or less extent, um, he is fairly knowledgeable. He, he knows his shit, and when you get into an argument with him, he'll present his facts, and you better have yours. Otherwise, he's going to make you look like an idiot. Um, so right. these, these are the kind of things that I, I strive for. So if I know that he's aware that I'm going to be there, I know he's going to come with his A game. Okay, well, um, I will. I don't know when I'm having him on yet. It'll probably be in the next couple of weeks, but uh, I will let him. I will pass that on, um, and uh, hopefully he will. Uh, he will. Um, 
you know, it'll be fun, like you said. Yeah. All right, guys, oh, yeah. uh, I'm going to I'm going to open the chat in a second, but I need to uh, do another update. Uh, so it is Black History Month, and so we celebrate another uh, African American innovator named Valerie Thomas. Did you ever think of what it might be like if your television could project the on-screen image directly into your living room as a three-dimensional image? Maybe not. But if it happens, you'll have African-American inventor Valerie Thomas to thank for it. From 1964 to 1995, Thomas worked in a variety of capacities for NASA, where she developed real-time computer data systems, conducted large-scale experiments, and managed various operations, projects, and facilities. While managing a product for NASA's image processing systems, Thomas's team spearheaded the development of Landsat, the first satellite to send images from space. Holy fuck, it's amazing. In 1976, Thomas learned how the concave mirrors can be set up to create the illusion of a three-dimensional object. She believed this would be revolutionary if technology could be harnessed to transmit this illusion. With an eye to the future, Valerie Thomas began experimenting on an illusion transmitter in 1977. In 1980, she patented it. In operation, concave mirrors are set up on both ends of the transmission. The net effect of this is an optical illusion of a three-dimensional image that looks real on the receiving end. This brilliant innovation placed Tomic amongst the most prominent black inventors of the 20th century. NASA continues to use her technology and is exploring ways to use it in surgical tools and possibly television and video. Valerie Thomas, African-American inventor, we salute you here at the Hate Project. All right. Yeah, so, it was uh, 40,000 years to fucking invent something worthwhile. But there's, there's, been, there's a lot of these stories, Dragon. There's a lot of these stories. Hang on one second. Um, I'm going to take non-member here. I think he called in. Non-member, how are you? Soundboard. Okay. Take it easy. Guest number 20, Soundboard, whatever you are, Siri, how are you? Chairman Harrington worships Satan. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. He's a pagan, right? He's a satanic, right? All right, so, fuckers, I'm going to open the chat for 30 seconds. So, get, you guys ready to uh, say what you need to say? All right, and we begin now. 30, 30, timer's ticking, fuckers. Come on. Hello, guest number 11. This is kind of a cool format. We'll talk soon. Do, do, do. Fuck the hate project. AJ was not a member of you. Oh, that's funny though. When when you open your chat, you get a lot of people saying "fuck the hate project." But when we open ours, uh, minus you know maybe maybe a, maybe I'd say less than a handful of trolls, uh, we actually get a lot of positive feedback and inspirational comments from people actually listening. Oh well, they probably agree with everything you say. Um, no, no, we, we open it for everybody. Uh, hell, I, I I open it for anybody. If anybody has an opposing view and they want to sit there and have a logical conversation like an adult, by all means, be my guest. I won't interrupt you. I won't cut you off. I'll let you say what you have to say, but I expect the same courtesy in return. So uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, guest number 13 is calling you a liar, but he wants to suck your penis and lick your buttocks. Would you take up guest number 13 on that offer, uh, uh, McBride? That's a, that's a big fuck no. <laughs> Okay. And he says Covington is great. Covington is a leader of the uh, white or whatever. Front. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's that's why he charges $25 a month for his members, so he can actually sit back and enjoy the niceties. 
All right. Fuck well, Decimer 11. Sponge. Decimer 11, are you there? Chairman Harrington molested Commander Mithrax at least once. <laughs> Blacks did not invent jack shit. Well, they have. I've, I've proven that like time and time again here. You know, this is a problem, and this is a, this is a problem with the educational system, and this is probably what affected you guys, inspired you to go the direction you went. There, the only thing you ever hear about in black history is slavery and Martin Luther King, and that's it. But there are actually like a lot of black inventors. I'm going to read one more later on at, before I wrap up the show. That's the only way they can get donation money. Yeah. Well, that's everybody. That's everybody. Everyone goes for grant. That's not nothing special to black people. Hell, I can't get out and talk about like George that. Washington. I can't get out and talk about George Washington and, and, and the founding fathers and get fucking donations from people. Nobody gives Wait, a fuck. What are you what are you talking about? Like I'm not getting donations for talking about these guys. No, I'm talking about the blacks when they get out there and talk about slavery and, and Martin Luther King. They're, Who's they're donating to them? You mean teachers? That's their salary. I'm talking like people who feel NLA guilty. It's called white guilt. Look, man, like I'm I'm not into white guilt myself because I just don't think it's productive. And I but like there there has been a systematic and historical oppression of African Americans in this country and people have benefited from that. White I mean like generations of white people have benefited from it. Doesn't mean every individual white person is guilty. Well, you know what I find ironic about the whole, you know, benefiting off of, you know, forced labor, you know, how black people, you know, seem to bitch and whine and complain about slavery more than Jews do to the Holocaust. Um, but, you know, here's, here's a history lesson for a lot of people. Um, okay. A lot of people aren't familiar with uh, the Irish being slaves at one point, but you don't see oh. them bitching and complaining for reparations. They're like, yeah, it happened, but it won't happen again. Yeah, you ever been to a St. Patrick's Day parade? Oh, Christ. I'm half Irish, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's an inferiority complex of people right there. Sorry, Irish. All right, let me just take this call here. Let me take this call. Hey, you DIY call guy, him. how are you? Yeah, um, I'm. my name's Kyle, and I come from North Carolina. Okay. I'd like to show my, uh, share my opinion on sure. racism, and I live as I said, stated, in North Carolina, not in the Deep South, but okay. I haven't heard a lot of racism where from where I come from. You you encounter a lot of racism? Not really. It's... I don't encounter a lot of it. My mom has, because she... She gets it because we... Sometimes, but... Not a lot. Wait, so so DIY guy, what what what's your uh, culture or nationality if you don't mind my asking? This is an anonymous show, so answer what you want to answer. Don't give your name or anything like that. So like what what is um what like what's your nationality or culture? All right, I live in a, uh, as I said, uh live in North Carolina. I am white. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Okay, uh and well, that's I'm more of a liberal on the liberal side. Okay. No. How old are you, if you don't mind my asking? 13, actually. A little, 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 little high of a voice. Get her off you know. the show. Get her off the show. Get her off the show. Get her off the wait, show. Wait, wait, wait. Dude, it's my show. I'm going to have you wherever I want to get Get off the show. I'm telling you, you'll get your, get your show canceled. Get the kid off the show. For what? It's a trap. Because if you, if it's a, you engage in conversation with a minor, you'll get the show canceled. 
Yeah. Only thing it takes because is one thing explicit, being twisted. It's an explicit. It's an explicit language show. Mm-hmm. And you have an underage person without parental consent, and God only knows what can happen on here. And you open yourself to a major liability. Your show will be canceled. I guarantee you that. And if you want to play it safe, then right. get the person off. If you don't believe us, by all means, let it go, and we'll see your show never. <laughs> Okay, uh, let me just um, – DIY guy, if you're still listening, I don't want to – this is an adult show. It, it's obviously on, like, very late for a reason. But uh, if you have anything to say to me uh, or any of us here at the Hate Project Studios, email us at hateprojectradio at gmail.com, and that goes for anybody here. So uh, sorry, DIY guy. Um, I don't want to take that chance. Um, yeah, don't take it personal. It's, it's nothing against you as a person. It's it's your age. There there's been a lot of people out there that have gotten tied up and things like this, and it's been misconstrued, and accusations have been made against people that it's it, it, nine times out of ten it's almost impossible to bounce back from. So it's nothing personal against you. Now, if you had say an adult, uh, your guardian uh, who's present who would give consent as long as they're in the room and we could hear that person in the background, then that's one thing. There's an adult there. That adult yeah. can be held liable for allowing you to remain on the show and, and hear what's being discussed. But if there's not, then this is the safest alternative. All right. Well, uh, DIY guy, if you really uh, if, if you were being sincere and you're not playing a character, please email us here at the hate at hateprojectradio at gmail.com. That goes for anybody, by the way. If you like the show, you hate the show, you want to follow it, just email us there. Um, if you have any advice for people I should have on, please let me know. Um, and you, if, if he was, if, if this was like an honest, this 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 would have been an awesome conversation actually, because and you do and you do actually need to make that disclaimer when you start your show that this that the show is not for anybody under the age of eighteen. Yeah, and if and right. if they do chime in, they do so at their own risk. That way, yeah. it's recorded, and nobody can't say that. Hey, we didn't have any warning. You give it right there. Right. Okay. Well. If he really was a 13-year-old kid uh, of a liberal background in the Deep South, I mean, that, that takes a lot of balls calling in and taking on you. Hell yeah, it does. That's respectable. I mean, that, that's fucking awesome. So DIY guys, stay strong out there. I, I dig it. Um, all right. Well, I had some other shit to talk about here. Um, sorry, guys. I think we covered a lot of this stuff here. All right. You guys didn't watch the Oscars. Um Oh, fuck it. Okay. <clears throat> Why don't you just get creative and go with whatever comes on your mind? <clears throat> oh, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, it's we we've exhausted a lot. I mean, like you guys have called in at very admirably uh, admirably called in. Um, I'm just thirsty right now. Um, I've I've been following the I watched the Oscars last night because I like to watch the Oscars, and a lot of people are getting Seth MacFarlane a lot of shit for, like, a lot of the jokes he made that are offensive. But they were basically jokes. Do you guys watch The Family Guys? Oh, yeah. They were basically, like, Family Guy-type jokes. Mm-hmm. And so everyone, like, is shocked that the guy behind The Family Guy made some offensive jokes. Big deal. I mean, come tell on. Them to turn, tell them to turn the fucking channel. Yeah, but, like, it, it, this is this is... Something that I've noticed, it's something that, like, you know, I've had to get off Facebook because of this, is that people want to bitch on Facebook about their life as opposed to just, like, exercising that choice of turning the channel. 
Um, can't believe I'm agreeing with you two, well, two guys well, on this. It is what it is. I mean, you know, if you know, here's here's the problem: that political correctness is an albatross around our necks. We're afraid to say anything or do anything that somebody might find offensive or or racist. And when you when you get to that point in your life where you have to sit there and second guess what you're about to say before you even say it out of fear of offending somebody, well then you've lost for all practical purposes, <clears throat> you have lost your freedom of speech because now you are compromising by not exercising it and saying what you feel. Well, I tell you what, man. I mean, I'm kind of glad that um, I, I'm kind of happy that, uh, and I have a lot of problems with the PC culture, and and a lot of like my friends on the left who espouse it. But like, I'm also glad that, and you guys are probably going to disagree with me on this. I'm glad that we live in a world and live in a country where you can't scream nigger at your job and expect to keep your job. I'm glad that you know we live in a in a country and we we have a culture now where like you can't like you know talk about a woman's body at her job and expect to keep your job. You know, I, and I'm, I'm very happy about that. I really am. I know you may disagree with me on that and that's fine, but like, I'm, I'm happy that like, that's gone. So like, that's where I think PC culture is okay. No, um, no see, I, I agree with you there. I do. I agree with you in that respect because when you're at a job, you're paid to do that job. That's what you're paid to do. You're not sit, you're not being paid to just do whatever the hell you feel like. So so yeah, you know, not being allowed to scream nigger at the top of your lungs at your job, that, that duh, that's common sense. What you do outside of work is your business. That's when you're accountable for yourself. But at sure. work, you have a lot of things to take into consideration. What you say and do affects your business, it affects your customers, it affects your money. So, I mean, do you want to be single-handedly responsible for killing your own company or the company that's hired you because you want to scream nigger at the top of your lungs? I mean, I can see that now. You know, a you know, uh, desk clerk for such and such uh, gets caught uh, on videos uh, calling somebody a nigger. I guarantee you he's out, and that hotel's got at least, I don't know, four or five hundred pissed-off black people. And yeah, there comes Jesse Jackson right down the road. Well, that guy, I mean, but, yeah, that, that idiot deserves whatever comes to them. I mean, we've yeah. been tracking, and I've talked about that before. And he, and, and he only stays long enough to collect a check, and he's gone, and, and the problem's still there. Well, it's yeah, funny I mean, you like, should mention that because a lot of people don't know that uh, Jesse Jackson Jr., uh, this is funny, was arrested uh, for hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, oh, I for uh, the misusage of uh, campaign donations uh, for his personal uh, needs. Wow. I, I bet you I yeah. wonder if you're going to have got a set of rims with, with some of that money. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. God, this guy. This guy's a oh, dragon, man. Fucking clan jokester. Do you wear, like, a jester hat with your clan robe, dragon? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they'll actually let me do it, but, but it, it sounds... So like what what's they, they, they probably actually light my light my head on fire. Hilarious. So like what's I mean like where do you recruit from usually? I mean do you recruit like because I've I've sort of like in my own like sort of studying of a lot of this stuff of a lot of these movements, mm-hmm. a lot of your movements like I they a lot of like the theme is that like they come from like lower lower class, lower economic status, white folks. Is that true? Uh, to sure. some extent, yes. 
So why why don't you why don't you go to like the suburbs, like the rich suburbs, like the Hamptons or or, or uh, you know that's some, well, some you know, the white the, the white the white the white all the white movements they do get a lot you know when they when they canvass neighborhoods they do get a lot of supporters that are high income people they just they're just at a point in their life where they can't put boots on the ground but they can't support us monetarily and they do mm-hmm. no they do some, they send in donations most of the activists are are normally middle income low income people but you know the rich people there they don't want to give up their money you know, or give up their, you know, their, where, however, however they, however far they've made it in life, but we do have a lot of supporters uh, that are, you know, I don't, I don't know how wealthy they are, but I know they got more money than I got. But they, right. they, they, they send you in donations. Oh yeah, of course. Holy crap, man! That's... I mean, how do you think something like ours can stay in existence for so long if it doesn't have outside financing? So this is a trip, man. Like, do you, do you ever get like like famous people or uh, don't don't name anybody, but like you ever get like famous people or politicians who send you in money? Once we did. Holy balls, man! Actually, we did once we did, and uh, that person met an untimely demise, um, and we know we know what it was over and who was responsible for what, but the uh, the news didn't report it for what it truly was, and that was a murder. Because uh, I'm not going to name the individual uh, that this had happened to or what state or what year, uh, but this person was extremely, extremely well-to-do and uh, was found dead in his house uh, with one of our membership applications. So who do you think think got him? Anybody's ballgame, but that's one of the things that that I know for a fact has terrified the, uh, the left and all the uh, the opposition in this country is the day that we can actually get a well-to-do, and I mean well-to-do, financial backer um, that will take us from, say, you know, the average post office mailbox, uh, P.O. box to send your inquiries, to an actual physical walk-in building, and you can meet people face-to-face and inquire off uh, information. Hmm. Like a like a neo-Nazi booth. Well, no, basically, you know, like how, um, for example, certain political parties um, have, you know, walk-in offices where you could sit down, take a pamphlet, ask a few questions, and they'll answer them for you, right? Right. Well, that's the general idea. The only difference is is it would be people like ourselves. Huh? New phone call. I don't see it. I I just see guest number 17. Come for it. All right, I don't see it on my, uh, I don't see it on my end here. Right under your name. I just see guest number seventeen under my name. Are you serious with this chat? Just, it says it says you just left the chat. Okay, hang on one second here. You can still hear me, right? Mm-hmm. All right, let me uh, just refresh this fucker here. Sorry, Comparet, if you are on the phone, just give me a second here. I don't know why it's. Uh, mm-hmm. I barely use the chat tonight. That was one of the motivations of not having chat. And there was another individual who was murdered in uh, Daytona Beach, Florida, Wait, uh, so two years ago. Were they murdered by their own, like white, by white nationalists, or by like who who murdered them? Nobody, nobody, nobody knows. There were uh, there were no uh, suspects uh, in any of the investigations, especially um, with an individual that really struck me close uh, because this person had uh, had really helped me through some hard times, and uh, he was. After Heinrich Himmler had committed suicide at the end of the war, um, there was an individual who was to take his place. His name was uh, Von Kammler. 
and uh, he lived in Daytona Beach, Florida. He was, you know, after Himmler's death, he was the, the legitimate rightful uh, Reichsfuhrer of the SS um, mm-hmm. during that period of time. Um, the Allies, uh, after the war, had, uh, you know, broke deals with certain people um, based on the information that they could give, you know, with, you know, at the time, the growing scare with uh, Russia. Um, and so they allowed him, uh, to, you know, they basically gave him a pardon of any kind of charges and crimes and allowed him to become a citizen of the United States. And he lived uh, for all these years in peace in Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, but they found him uh, dead in his home on, quote, an overdose of uh, medication. Um, okay. They said it was suicide. And we beg to differ because we had talked to the individual that night. And he was in the highest Georgia. Hang on real quick. So sorry. So you talked to the guy that night. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mm, no, we talked to him that night. Me and two other people did on two separate occasions. And he was in high spirits. He was happier than could be. And then okay. to hear that 24 hours later, he was found uh, pronounced dead on arrival. Um, it was like, wow. Okay. No, not this guy. All right. All right. All right. Hang on. Hang on a second. Um, I'm going to take a couple calls here. Um, so, Comparette, just hang on for a second. I'm going to take this other call real quick, okay? Yep. North Georgia, are you there? Yo, North- Yo. I'm sorry? What's up, man? Oh, hey, is this uh, <laughs> is this <laughs> our uh, Naj Radio, right? And the South shall rise again. All right, well, uh, you see some recognizable... Uh, we have our resident Klansman and our resident neo-Nazi on the line. Um... Hang on one second. Let me take this other call, okay? Comparette, are you there? You there? I don't, under- I don't understand why you're giving these two Nazis time to spread their theory. It is trash. You are lowering yourself to their level. Mm. So, um, no, it's a good question. It's a good question. Um, I, I have to make this disclaimer one more time throughout the show. In no way does the Hate Project endorse the viewpoints of the participants on the show. So we are not endorsing Dragon's viewpoints. We're not endorsing Commander McBride's viewpoints. Yes, can you hear me? I can hear you, sir. You are making these Nazis go ass to mouth with each other. You're making Nazis go ass to mouth? (laughs) They're making love right on the air. These Nazis ass to mouth. Oh, man. Well, there's, there's somebody who, like, Look, man, there might be a gay Nazi clan porn market out there. Yeah, two gay Nazis. The black man is okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, compare it. Where are you from, dude? You don't have to give me like your, your details, but like, where are you from? I'm from France. You're from France. Thank you for calling in, by the way. Can you like? If, oh, you're if you want to challenge, if you want to challenge anything, if you want to debate they these guys, they come to my country. They, the France, they uh, lie uh, down forty days. Here, come Nazi, come, come have our country. We don't want these German skinheads in our country. We throw them out. Oh no, I'm sorry. Like, you, oh, you, come, very much the French had never done shit. The French never stood up to nobody. You if I remember coward. correctly, the history of every fucking war, you fucking cowards. Yeah, yeah, right. The history books say the opposite. If there's anything that the good that the French are good for, that's quitting, surrendering, and bitching. Well, you yeah, don't come back cowards. here no more. You learned your lesson forty five. We sent you backpacking. You don't come back. You didn't. My, 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 my check. Uh, 
Last time I checked, you didn't send shit packing. And in fact, when we marched in your fucking capital, uh, I, I bet that was a grand thing. It took the British, the French, and the Russians to liberate your fucking country because your own military force was too incompetent to even win a fight. This is too long ago. How's it feel? Germany now crushed. We crushed Germany. You put two Frenchmen on, and you make fun of France. Your own fucking territory. You were forced to sign an armistice in the same box cart that you made the German sign. Now, how's that for being ironic? That's poetic justice in my book. These are things um, you have read from Harold Covington and these other nuts. Ah, Covington can kiss my ass. You are correct. Believer of Harold Covington, uh, but the lover of Harold Covington. Hey, Comparette, Comparette, hello, Comparette, you there? Come on. Comparette, you there? I am there. Okay, so have you been enjoying my updates about African-American inventors throughout the show? You bet he has. Yeah, no, that is a bunch of shit, too. I just want to hear the black guy talk about some basketball as a French is up and coming in the game. <laughs> These two Nazis, no, no more, no more. Is it just me, or, is it, or does his French impersonation sound much more like Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> just me. I am from the uh, east coast along Germany, Austria, so maybe a bit has slipped in. But you two talk nothing. This other hey, go ahead. I want talk to about a, uh, an NCAA uh, a tournament or something please. exciting I'm begging like this. You. This is the first time in history that you'll hear me beg anybody to do something. Can you please say, get to the chopper? Get to the <laughs> chopper. Get to the chopper. All right. Um, uh, got to get back on track here. So, Naj, Naj, what's... We got, we got basketball get man, yes. Basketball man. Oh, you're you're being a dick. <laughs> uh, All right, I'm oh, sorry, Naj. Oh, my God. I'm going to hang up on this guy. Um, oh, Naj, how are priceless. you? I'm good, man. What's going on? Uh, same old, same old. Well, I don't know if you noticed this, but I blocked the chat tonight. Uh, I was getting a lot of advice that, like, I was engaging with the chat too much, and I happen to agree with that. Oh, Comparet hung up. Yeah, Comparet. I mean, that's an interesting thought, man, to try it this way. What have, yeah. uh, what have the results been, man? I call, uh, I listened earlier, but I had to get out for a minute. But uh, no Well, people have been trolling on the phone. They've been soundboarding me again, which is... Oh. But like they've been, they've been using the worst soundboards. One motherfucker like, uh, like recorded something on his Walkman and played that onto the phone like a fucking idiot. Um, and then, but like it's been good though, man. It's been it's been kind of interesting actually. I kind of like it. Yeah. Um, who knows, man? I but like I've been doing this. I did this a couple times, and I'm going to do it uh, one more time before we we end the show. Um, I've been giving thirty second uh, time. To people, I, I unlock the chat for thirty seconds at a time and let people throw their shit in there, and um, and uh, we see what happens. But uh, if anybody on this, uh, we've been encouraging people to call in. So if anybody disagrees with anything that's been said tonight, please call in. Uh, I see Hate Project is a Nazi on here, which go. is fucking hilarious, by the way. <laughs> so funny in ways that you don't know. If you want to call in, feel free to call in. No I, I'm sure. I'm sure doing it this way, at some point, you're going to get people coming on, putting on useful information. If Since you're limited in the chat, you're going to get sensible people on there. I, I do have to say, though, I listened to about 10 minutes before I had to go. So I'm sure Commander McBride and Dragon been on here using their own facts once again, doing what they do. Uh, either way, though, man, shout out to both of you, man. God bless you, even though there is no God. But, uh... <laughs> 
interesting. Oh, I do appreciate hearing from interesting, you. Interesting situation, man. Yeah, yeah. It man. has been, been a while, while since we've run into each other. McBride, when is it going to happen, man? When are you going to have your come-to-Jesus moment when you decide, you know what, maybe this white supremacist stuff is not all it's cracked up to be, man? When does I, I think it'll happen when I'm dead and I go to meet my maker and I stand there and I see him and I'm going to put my hands on my hips and I'm going to go, well, how about that? You do exist. (laughs) I think that's going to be my turning point. Yeah. Let me just, let me just, I I think I know what's going to happen here, but let me just check in with guest number 21. Hold on. 21, you're on the air. Find which one. Your tears are my lubrication. Open up the chat now. That's that's been they've been getting Siri from uh, the iPhone to talk shit to me, which is so fucking awesome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jerk off to that later. Hope you all know that shit. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Um, no, guys, uh, talk amongst yourselves. Um, what's on your mind tonight, Naj? Uh, we've just been talking about a bunch of different things. We talked about like that that idiot who slapped the black baby on the the airplane, um, and we were all in agreement on that 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 guy deserves to just get his ass kicked. Yeah. I, I've, I've, lately, I've been on the, the idea of just looking at systemic problems more than individual ignorant people. So the guy who slapped the baby and other you know instances like that, I pay attention to it for a second, but it doesn't really hold my attention anymore. Like the idea that you're giving tonight to where you said every once in a while you're giving updates on black inventors, that's a nice thing too, but also since you're talking to people who don't want to hear it, it really does nothing. You're not going to convince other people. Of your uh, of of somebody else's humanity, if they're determined to hate it, so it's just it just annoys people, and it's yeah, I'm sure it does though. So no matter what, <laughs> good job by you by doing it, but <laughs> the result well, of Nash, it is what it is. Nash, can I tell you something? Like uh, Dragon kind of provoked me into doing this a long time ago because he kept talking about like how blacks never invented anything, but like it made me sort of like realize like how many contributions of African Americans in general we don't hear about ever. We only hear about, like, with Black History Month, I mean, in general, like, history is taught in this country where it's just, it's literally slavery or Martin Luther King, and that's it. You don't learn about anybody else. You don't learn about, like, Benjamin Banneker. You don't learn about, like, a lot of folks who have contributed to this country in a positive way who who happen to be African-American. Now, this dude named Henry O. Mayfield, who helped, like, the labor movement in the South grow, like... Yeah, but but this is my thing, though. This is my thing. Once you take that position of feeling like you have to come with facts or anything to substantiate what they're saying, you're you're going down to their level. I don't have to sure. I don't have to validate who we are and what no. we've done here. There's that's way too saying. much evidence. No, no, I know that's not what you're saying. I'm just telling you what happens when it goes to their ears. As but, we know, facts are not something that they're real comfortable with. They're comfortable you, with what they already believe and reinforcing it. But you understand like how just the just the education, the, even the current education system kind of leads to their sort of, their sort of sprouting, their sort of belief system, like how it makes it easier. Yeah, because this, like, this just, is nothing new. This is the way it's always been. The information is always there. I'm telling you, they not only don't want to hear it, they don't <clears> want to <throat> learn that. So anything that they do get, they would dismiss it immediately. So what you're doing is, is a good, it's a, you know, it's, it's a great effort because you're giving people honest information, I'm just telling you they're not going to accept it because that goes against all the BS that they've read and written over the years. So they kind of have to – they've kind of – they've made their bed and they kind of have to stay in it. You know what I mean? To go against that would be to 
get rid of everything they've ever learned all their life. So they kind of got to stick so with he's, that. He's, he's not talking. He's not talking about us, though. He's talking about Oh, I'm talking about McBride and Dragon especially, but I'm talking about people who try to discount everybody's contribution as well. And he, by everybody, I mean about, every yeah, race on this planet. But, but he's talking about the media and, and the education system in general. That's all they ever talk about is slavery. They'll never talk about nothing else. Well, that's part of That's their job. That's their job. Their job is not to allow people to come together. Their job is separation and keeping people weak. So, of course, they're going to continue that. That's their job. I wouldn't expect them to have a, a an honest conversation about history. Because if you start talking about history, where do you begin from? Now, don't, you, don't you feel that, that, that the slavery argument is kind of played out? I've never heard anybody advancing that as the main argument. Was that a, a part same, of history? Same thing with same same thing with the Holocaust. You know, it, it's played out. Well, you know, you're really not in a position to make that determination because else. you're neither black or Jewish. So how would you make that determination? It's just like when something happens to <clears throat> to white families and it's a tragedy. If I dismiss that because I'm not a white guy, then I'm just as petty as anybody else dismissing anybody else's humanity. So I mean, I mean, that's if it bothers you that much that other people want to bring up some tragedy that affected them, there's something wrong with you as far as your your sympathy and your belief in other people, man. you you got to recognize other people as much as they recognize you. So for every poor white child that's ever had something bad happen to them, I cry for them the same way I will some poor black child that has something happen to them. At a certain point, you got to raise your level of humanity. Now, I know that's hard to do while you're in an institution that, you know, like you're in, but at a certain point, man, you're going to have to face reality, man. You can't live with those stereotypes and, and weird little stories and books that you've read for, for your whole life. You're a grown man. Actually, speaking of which, I want to I pose this question to everybody. What, like, what's your favorite book? Seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm not making a joke. Seriously, what's your, if we could go around and tell us what your favorite book is. Dragon? Mine's The uh, Silent Brotherhood. And, who, and what's that about? It's about Bob Matthews. Who's Bob Matthews? Uh, he was an activist, I think, from back in the 80s. But it's it a pretty interesting book, and I wish I had it in front of me to give you some ex- excerpt from it, but I don't. Okay. How about you, Commander? Ewing Lewis, hang on. I, I'm just, I'll get to you in a second here. Uh, how about you, Commander McBride? I don't have a, a specific favorite book. I have a variety of books. I have uh, uh, books that I like to read on Norse mythology, I uh, I have books about you know uh, let's see here for example uh, adventure books uh, you know just just anything that I can get my hands on I believe if you can read at least one book a day you can keep your mind sharp. Okay, Nash, how about you? You got a favorite book that inspires you? Uh, I'll go The Wretched of the Earth, uh, France Fanon. What, who wrote that? France Fanon. All right, well this show is educational. Let me just take this call here. Ewing Lewis, are you there? Hello, hello. gentlemen. Hello. Yeah, Ewing Lewis, are you there? Yes, hello, sir. Um, I'm glad to get through tonight. Um, I don't like that you have two Nazis on, but the other gentleman is very uh, well-versed, and he offsets both of them, although I think he is smarter than both of them. We need more North Georgers on this show as opposed to these knuckleheads that you are airing tonight. Now, I I would like to just say one thing, sir, before you uh, ask your question. I was wondering what these gentlemen think of this. 
before you uh, ask your question. I was wondering what these gentlemen think of this. Before you uh, ask your question. Dude, what are you doing? You're incompetent at making a phone call. Thus, the American educational system. (laughs) There it is. That's the American education system at its finest. There's my tax dollars. Oh, boy. If this is like your idea of a prank, it's the worst fucking prank in the world. All right, guys, let me uh, let me uh, get to something really quickly. This is going to be our final inventor, and uh, you guys... Uh, hey, guys, yo, host, host. Yeah. Host, yo, I, I got to go, man, but uh, either way, oh, man, gosh. shout gosh, out to Dragon, shout go. out to McBride. Hey, uh, before you go, I want to ask you something real quick. It's just a simple yes or no answer. Well, I really don't believe you can tell me what the answer will be, but you can go ahead and ask the question. <laughs> the book that you recommend that you mentioned would you recommend it because I'm always looking for something more to read. I I really would recommend it to you especially, but I I don't know if you'll want to handle it though. It's a tough one, man. What's it called again? <laughs> tough one, man. Give the name again. It's the Wretched of the Earth by France Fanon, man. It's a tough okay, one. Okay, so you can Google uh, that. Not tough I, one. I not tough one in meaning you won't power, comprehend so. it. I mean tough one in the midst of uh, the subject matter. It'll, solve, oh. it'll it'll answer all of your questions about why do all these African countries and all these other black areas, why are they so so terrible? It'll answer a lot of those questions that you have. But but check it out. Okay, okay. so. Thank you. Thank you, Nash, and uh, you're welcome back here anytime. Uh, thank you for calling in. Hey, man, and, thanks for having me, man. Y'all have a good show, man. All right, thanks. All right. So before we, before we move forward, um, I'm going to give our last uh, African-American inventor, uh, Lonnie G. Johnson. And you guys are, if you guys don't love this, you don't have a heart. An anonymous source said of the super soaker, trademarked, I got fired from a job once because of my super soaker. I guess that's what happens when you accidentally drench a customer when you're trying to get a coworker who ducks. Famous huh. black inventor and scientist Lonnie G. Johnson probably didn't have that little scenario in mind when he invented the super soaker. The squirt gun, it is one of the countless memories that can be recalled by those who were young enough to enjoy the super soaker after its release in 1989. Johnson's resume boasts work with the U.S. Air Force and NASA, including work on the Galileo-Jupiter probe and Mars Observer Project, a nomination for astronaut training and more than 40 patents, but it's for a squirt gun that he's best known. Johnson conceived of a novelty water gun powered by air pressure in 1982 when he conducted an experiment at home on a heat pump that used water instead of Freon. This experimentation, which resulted in Johnson shooting a stream of water across his bathroom into the tub, led directly to the development of the power drencher, the precursor to the super soaker. Lonnie G. Johnson now has his own company, Johnson Research and Development, and continues to do work for NASA. Lonnie G. Johnson, thank you for making summer fun, you you awesome black dude. Well, I'll right. tell you what, uh, I'm boycotting. <laughs> you're never going to buy one again. Okay, let me just take these other two calls, and then I'm going to open up the chat pretty soon. So, uh, guest number 25, how you doing, soundboardy? Uh, yeah, I got a question for McBride. All right, shoot the question. Um, did you used to beat up your uh, ex-wife? No, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, then why is she got a court order against you? I have a court order on me uh, by my ex-wife uh, because of everything that had happened after we had separated and filed for a divorce. Um, we. My court order has expired um, last month, and uh, we are attempting to be civil and friends um, for our kids' sake, um, and we've agreed to put our differences aside 
and, and kind of work together because that's what our children need. They don't need us fighting. Uh, they need us working together. After all, it's not about us. It's about them. And I hope that answers your question. Um, but wh- why, did she, uh, why did you break up? Uh, we broke up because a very, very, very variety of reasons, one of which was the things that I was into um, as far as you know, uh, race is concerned. Um, I'm a big advocate of that. Um, because of you playing Nazi and stuff. No, what we broke up because it was the risk of something happening to her or our children out in public if I was around. Because the more active I was, the more recognizable I became. Like uh, playing with fire, cross burning, that sort of thing. No. Oh, that's what um, Dragon does, doesn't it? <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take guess number twenty two here, real quick. Hold on a second. Guess number twenty two. You there? Can you keep it in my G G E R baby quiet? Huh? Right, I think the computer's coming on to you, man. Be quiet. I hope so. He's telling you to keep that nigger baby quiet. Okay. Well. Um. So, guys, I'm gonna do another thirty second round here where I open up the chat. Okay. You guys ready? And here we go, and it begins now. Go for it. You guys have been complaining all fucking night. I don't see nothing here. Either that or my chat is actually frozen right now. Commander McBride is a fed. You guys got to hurry up here. Come on. Come on, guys. Be creative. Stop calling me the same shit that your previous predecessors have called me. Be creative. Come up with something new. I'd like to think you're intelligent enough. And to that do is it, time. That might be a poor ascension on my part. That is time. Okay. And we are going to block the chat again. Um, let's see. All I'm seeing here is a chat room sucks ass. Oh, Thanks, um, Guest number 11 writes, Commander McBride is a fed, anti-racist. Guess number 13 is writing, I sent you an email, hey, Project, please read it now. It's relevant to this convo. I got I to gotta end the show pretty soon, man. I, it's getting late again. Um, so, yeah. Why don't um, you have him email you what he's trying to send you, and then you can mention it on you know, a later time and date. Yeah, that way I'll, you don't lose focus of it or forget. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, he, he said he sent me an email. Let me... I, I don't want to get into it right now. Um, I, uh, I will... Um, I'm surprised Hate Project as a Nazi didn't add in. Did did anyone see him add anything in here? I can no. guess who that was. No? Did anyone see Hate Project as a Nazi write anything? Yeah. No, he didn't. Okay. All right. Uh, that's cool. Um, I, I'm seeing the email right now. Let me just... I'm not going to say who's he's from. Too, he's too busy. He's too busy tucking his balls in between his legs and dancing in front of the mirror. Nice. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, so uh, basically, I'm going to read this email. If anyone else wants to call in, call in in the next couple minutes because we got to wrap this up. So this email, I'm not going to say who this is from. It says, "Hey, anonymous McDiarrhea, I understand why you decided to block the tra- chat. You receive a lot of trolls, and you feel it distracts and takes away from your show." However, though it's easy for you to say that we can call in anonymously, it's not as easy as you may imagine. For one, when you have violent, dangerous people like Commander McBride on the phone, you don't feel comfortable calling in. For example, when that anonymous caller called in, McBride threatened to use a bullet on that caller. That's not a joke. No, he didn't. Second, no, he didn't. 
hang on a sec. Let me read the whole email, and then you can, you can talk about it. Second, sometimes it's not easy to state everything you have to say on the phone. Sometimes things are so personal that one just doesn't feel comfortable voicing it. It's easier to chat anonymously. Furthermore, a few people don't have access to a phone or don't want to use their minutes, especially if they have a lot to say. I feel like you should open up the chat. Just immediately block the trollers or people who are very distracting. It's your fault that you let Schwartz get into your skin. You should have blocked him in the beginning. Your temper tantrum with Schwartz last Monday made you look unprofessional. Don't punish everyone because you can't handle the chat. Uh, the overwhelming majority of talk radio shows do have the chat open. They just block the nonsensical people and strike a balance between the chat and the phone. Cheers. Okay. Well, I appreciate uh, your feedback. Thank you. And if anyone else has feedback, you can shoot an email to hateprojectradio at gmail.com. Let me uh, write that down. Well, I want to address a couple things, and I'll let you address what you said, McBride. Uh, but let me, let me go into this first. Um, I'll go backwards. Um, you're right. I did let Schwartz get under my skin. Um, basically, he started misrepresenting the show. He started like saying something false about me. And I fully admit that this is what happened. It's basically like that little kid inside of me when people on the playground started to say some nasty shit about me that was false. And then I would say, no, it's not true. And then they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing, keep pushing that button. It set me off. It set off the little kid inside of me. So you're right. Um, you know, it made me look unprofessional in your words. Yeah, because, um, I mean, this show is going to be the next Oprah, guys. Just, just putting that out there. Um, but you're right. I mean, I did let it get to me, so that's fine. Um, you are saying sometimes it's not easy to state everything you have to say on the phone. Sometimes things are so personal that one just doesn't feel comfortable voicing it. It's easier to chat anonymously. Well, okay, I understand that people don't have access to a phone or don't want to use their minutes. I get that. Okay, fair enough. But it's easier to chat anonymously. What I have noticed with this show is that people just make dumbass statements. They make sort of like, like shocking statements that they don't have to back up. Whereas like if you and I are sharing vo- – if we hear each other's voices, like it, it, sort, of, it sort of makes you – at least own what you're saying, or you're held accountable a little bit. You're not held accountable like in a legal sense. You're not held accountable like that people around you are going to know that you're a fucking whatever, this thing or that thing. But like in a weird way, us having to talk to each other in real time holds you accountable for what you're saying. And it just, it just adds a human, it just adds something human to it in a way that like the chat doesn't because the chat was becoming like the YouTube comments of any like video where people just start like using racist language, like, yeah, faggot baby, Obama's a Muslim, saying dumb shit like that, just like putting out statements that they don't, they're too chicken shit to back up. So that, that's why. And you know what? I appreciate, I appreciate what you're saying. Um, you know, don't punish everyone because you can't handle the chat. You know what? Like, I've been giving people 30-second slots. Um, it's my show, dude. I mean, I'm sorry if you're offended. I'll think this through. I mean, with Daryl Lamont Jenkins, I might have the chat open again because that's only fair because I had it open for other people. But I'm thinking about that. So, um, McBride, if you want to address this, uh, he says, when that anonymous caller called in, McBride threatened to use a bullet on that caller. You've addressed it already, but if do you have anything to say, you can go ahead and say yeah, it. I'll readdress it. That way it's, it's made perfectly clear and understandable, even to somebody with an IQ level of 48. The person said on the line, do you want to know what I'm thinking? And I said, well, I can tell you what I'm thinking of, a bullet. At no point in time did I verbally or type in, because the chat bar was closed, verbalize uh, the intent of using a bullet on a specific person. So I will be downloading this segment of this show 
after it's done, I will be downloading it uh, for legal purposes in case somebody in the near future uh, attempts to try and pursue something legally with this. Um, I have irrefutable proof that I, in fact, have not advocated using a bullet on anybody. I only stated what I was thinking. So what, what, was, uh, what was behind that thought, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, no, you know, you know that thought like when, when you hear somebody just going on about dumb shit and you're just like, oh, God, shoot me now? So you were Make more like the the bullet in your head, not in any yeah, yeah, basically. It was a it was a metaphor that okay. I was using by saying somebody's gotta cut this nonsense out because it's gonna drive me nuts. Okay. Backtracking. Hang on one second. Let me uh let me just unmute this person here. Guest number twenty six, you there? Yeah, oh. All right, guest number twenty five are you guys there? Either of you. Hello, this Down is here. guest twenty six. How are you? Is this Comparet? Comparet? I'm good. No, my name is Rosine, and I'm from Puerto Rico, bitches. And Ooh. I just want to say that I love the way these two white trash Nazis talk. It makes me so horny, you know. Dragon or Commander, do you have anything to say about that? Uh, well, first of all, first of all, you know, the Ninja Clan, you know, the Clan, the clan is not Nazi. You make me just want to like okay, slap me and shit, shit, like slap my ass. Oh and shit! You need to get. You need to, you need to. You need to get back to the sugarcane field, boy. No, no, I'm gonna slap that shit, and I'm gonna like it. <laughs> well, you guys should be. You like flattered. to slap it? You like to slap it? Not well, me. I can tell you my feelings on it, and I'll sum it up in three words: Zai, Con, B. <laughs> what, uh, what, is, what is this? Is this is this another bad thing? Come on, dude. What what is, like what is it? Very very bad. What's that do? That mm. makes slap it, 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 no, 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 me slap it. No, 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 B is what you use to kill pets, bugs. Look it up. It's the most commonly used pesticide. Like B, that's where they kill uh, the, the the Jews. You don't like the Jews, no. Well then, hey, it's got dual purpose, so it's win win. Okay, so you're not, you're not, are you making any, oh wait, guest number 25, are you there? Yeah. Okay, how's it going? Guest 25, I want to slap that shit. You like that? Let, let him talk, hold on, stop, stop that. What, what's going on, guest number 25? <laughs> um, I was just, I was hearing Commander McBride, um, I'd keep an eye on that guy. Um, okay, so Commander McBride, were you, we, I think we got like, Right. Let's I'm throw out like any sort of weapon talk, please. This is this is ridiculous now. So I mean, seriously, you didn't man, like, specify pesticide. All right. Well, are are you trying to? You're not. Are you making a threat against guest number twenty six? No, no, I'm making a joke. Okay. Dra- Dragon got the funny. Yeah, I guess we were the only ones that got the funny. <laughs> well, I think I think Dragon was smarter than us. You are a white man. Well, that's yeah. Well, you're, you're right about that. Okay, so uh, guest number 25, do you have anything? Uh, we're going to wrap up this show now. Um, so, yeah, I want to say, I want to say, uh, yeah, yeah, I reckon you should keep a, an eye on that um, Commander McBride. Um, he's a fed. He's a federal I think, I think, I think McBride is about to go postal. I'm about to what? Go postal. Go postal. Go postal. Go postal. He's oh, federal why would I go postal? I love my life. I love You're being a nut. Me. You are a <laughs> nut, a macadamia nut. You are losing the head from school. <laughs> okay, Paul, you there? Hello? 
Yeah, Paul, are you there? Uh, I'm here. I'm here. You know, I, I think uh, what, what Commander McBride just said about the Zyklon B is just ridiculous. I mean, the, the Nazis used Zyklon B in the gas chambers to kill the Jews, and you know, and uh, you know, Commander McBride disgusting, is from the NSN. Disgusting. He's a Nazi. You tell him so, this man knows nothing. Um, you know, he knows it, nothing but the fatigues of the Nazi uniform and really, the really, George I mean, it really shows how difficult. violent he is. And I mean, this is why people don't call in because when you have someone like Commander oh, McBride, you know, you're showing you a bullet, you're showing Zyklon B. He knows nothing. Oh, gas chamber, call in? you fucking okay, idiot. Okay, thank you, Paul. Thanks for the feedback. Any yeah. um, host? Hey host can i say yes. something real quick and i know you're trying to end this real fast and i just want to i just want to say something that way it can cut aside all the bullshit with a fine tooth you know cut. nothing <clears throat> hush listen okay calling in and verbalizing what's on your mind is a hell of a lot different than sitting in a room Flat with the same shit. person verbalizing what's on your mind i could understand if you were in the same room as all of us and I was in the comments like that. You would genuinely have some concern of going, well, shit, if I say something, I might get hurt. There's about, I don't know, 500 miles of distance between us. How the hell do I, am I going to find out who you are? I don't know what you look like. I don't know your name. You're very I don't know smart. What state you're in. Okay. You're so not use a computer. Using the phone or, you know, whatever, using the phone, there's... No immediate risk to your health, your physical well-being. You Nazis got owned even though chat room closed. <laughs> got right. owned. Shit, I think if we got owned, then why did we spend the majority of the time laughing at you dumbasses? Okay, so... Uh, you make we no got point. Guys, guys. All right, guys. You make um, no point. But you are Nazis in to a modern world. You make to, no point. You know, I wanted to you know, tell the host... That you know that there there is a, that a I fine give line you a, between uh, sitting in the same room with somebody. This is uh, Commander McBride, and I really want to reach around you. Oh, good God! <laughs> okay, okay. Let, sorry, finish your finish your thought. We got to wrap this up. Sorry, McBride. Well, no, I was, like oh, I said, I was just trying to point out that it, there's no immediate risk to their to anybody's physical well-being on this call. So, by all means, please call in. If some of the comments that I make. Um, you know, you know, scare you to that point where you have to sit there and feel that you're genuinely afraid for your well-being. Um, then you know that's your a wife was. I take because your wife was. I'm trying to make a funny. I'm trying to be you know funny. Okay. I'm trying to lighten the humor. You know, with with certain funny how topics. okay. Well, funny well, how? Uh, well, well, hang hang on. Are you a clown? Hang on, twenty six. Are you here to amuse me? Don't interrupt me on my show. Um. So, yeah, look, okay, you, you are stating that you're not making any threats. Just from here on out, um, I'm going to be, like, monitoring violent language. No, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I'm just going to be monitoring that for myself and for this show in general because I don't want to be part of any of that either. But, um, um, yeah, so that that's how I feel about that. It's a free speech zone. Uh, there are no threats allowed at all by law. Uh, McBride, you probably weren't trying to threaten anyone, but no. you know, but uh, and and you were stating that you were not threatening anyone. Okay, um, but you know, just here on out, like let's let's chill on like when we're interacting or sort of in a confrontation. Let's let's yeah, chill I know, on I'm even chilling the line, ain't I? Yeah, you're y- yeah. So let's, <laughs> let's, we got we got to chill on that, and I'm stating that on the record too here. Uh, yeah, there you go. I, no, I don't support I that at all. I mean, again, once again, this show. This show does not endorse any viewpoints made by the callers. We no. we do not promote that at all. It's meant to be an exploration. 
kind of a, an experiment, trying to see where people are coming from, trying to like get them to talk out what their path Honestly, is. The only reason is. why I chime into your show for the first place is not to you know get a, a, a view across to anybody. It's because of some of the callers that you've had, like tonight calling in was just some of the dumbest and craziest of shit. That, that's funny to me. I, I find that hilarious. I, I chime in just to see what the hell they're going to do next. Okay. Fair enough, and, and you're welcome to do so. Um, all right, so guys, uh, thanks for calling in. Can, I just, can uh, I just chime in? Yeah, go ahead, dude. Just one last word. Um, yeah, I think McBride's problem is uh, he's, he's like losing touch with reality. He's, he's living in some sort of fantasy world where he's like some sort of Nazi warrior in a war zone or something. Um, well, then I so, guess that makes me a dangerous person, doesn't it? Yeah, that's why um, I, just, I just keep my eye on him, um, just watch him closely, because, you know, the guy has got all the warning signs of someone that would, is about to go postal. So, yeah, that's, that's all I want to say. Okay, well, let's not, let's not make any allegations yet. Let's not, I mean, okay, uh, I don't really know what to say about this because I'm not a fucking criminologist, but um, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep an eye on everybody, like in, not, not in the, in the, in, within the confines of the show. Like we're, we're going to kind of like make this thing a better beast. Um, this show might mutate into something else, to be perfectly honest, so I'm going to lose a lot of people anyway. So um, it may not be necessarily the same thing uh, in the next couple months. Um, but we'll see about that. Sorry, that was a diversion. All right, everybody. Uh, we are, we are at the end of the show. Uh, thank you everybody for calling in and offering your viewpoints, no matter how much we may disagree. And, uh, yeah, Dragon, you doing okay? I'm doing fine. All right. Um, thanks for calling back in. Um, and, uh, McBride, thanks for calling in. Anytime. All right. Well, uh, good night, everybody. I'm ending the show. As always, thank you so much for listening to Paradox of Civility. Um, if you have any feedback, any comments, any suggestions, any questions, please email paradoxofcivility at gmail.com or talk to me on Twitter at Civil Podcast on Twitter. And you can also find this show on Facebook as well or comment on iTunes or wherever you are listening to this show. And please share with friends if you enjoy it. Okay, talk to you next time.